Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them what we're bringing. Yes, EYL University already has over 100 past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, Movie Club, our book club. It also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG the Mortgage Guy's Home Buyer's Blueprint, over 14 hours, everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned. And also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call. Right. So once a month, me, Troy, and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays, our portfolio, what we're doing, and more. So all of that, we are running for a special promo code of 70% off for a limited time only. So head to EYLUniversity.com right now and take advantage. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side. Let's get it going, man. There you go. <sighs> Greetings and salutations to everybody out there. First and foremost, we would be remiss if we didn't do this at the start of the show. We got to give thoughts and prayers out to the legendary DMX, man. Earl Simmons. Earl Simmons. Absolutely. The great um, DMX, you know, is, is, is a cultural icon, but especially for us, you know, Coming from Westchester, you know, we always got, he was like New York City's little little brother and got looked over a lot, even though it's on the border of New York City. He never really got the respect, even though we had a lot of legendary acts, Brand mm -hmm. Nubian and Heavy D, things of that nature. Yep, yep. But Mary J. Mary J. A lot of people didn't know that she was even from Westchester, though. But when X came out and um, he said, School Street, home of the brave. Home of the brave. You know, that, that gave us a sense of pride, man, and to see, and to be able to see him. Like, you know, you saw X. Everybody from that one for got yeah, an X story. Yeah, X, I got a crazy X yeah. story. If we have enough time, I'll tell it. Yeah. But um, just to be able to see he's a true, a true man of the people. Right. I ran into him in the barbershop like three times. Grocery store, any like, like any, said, and you run into him anywhere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> DMX, man, a true, a true, a true man of the people, man. Legend. Um, one the the most just regular down-to-earth person. That you'll ever meet in life, man. I'll tell my DMX story at the end if we have enough time. But um, just, just, it's just one of a kind person. So, yeah. you know, it's like I think Styles have posted. You know, say a prayer for X because or Swiss. He, Swiss. he definitely would have said said a prayer for you. 
That's and that's true, man. Yeah. So many times on YouTube, you see him like people just randomly stopping, like, yo, can you pray for me? And he says like a five minute prayer. Like, you know what I'm saying? I never seen him say like, nah, I can't say a prayer. He'll say a prayer in a minute for anybody mm -hmm. at any occasion. Um, you seen it with Nipsey Hussle when he met his, his crew mm -hmm. at the breakfast club. He just, every, every time he gets to say a prayer, he says a prayer. So say a prayer for X if you can. Um, yeah. And God willing, God willing, he'll be back on his feet, man. Yeah, so. big shout out to everybody that went to uh, his uh, prayer uh, memorial at the, at the hospital earlier today. Um, it was a big turnout and rightfully so, man. This guy means a lot to our community. He means a lot to the to the, the world. world, man, to the mm -hmm. world. And so, yeah, prayers up to the dog, for real. Yeah, for sure. And for, for the parents, watch your kids. It was heartbreaking to hear that story that somebody at 14 years old got him hooked on that, and that guy was 30. Watch your kids, please. Yeah, man, X. Yeah, definitely, man. X, X had a hard life, man, but, you know, he's a fighter, so, you know, yeah. We're just going to keep him in prayer. We're going to keep him in prayer. For Absolutely. Sure, for sure. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, so on a much lighter note, welcome back to everybody. If this is your first time, welcome. Earn your leisure, big week for us. Of course, we what have we got? Grant Cardone. That's, that was a fun one. Go bigger. 10X go bigger. King. Go bigger. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. bigger. Go bigger. Go bigger, man. No going home in this game. Yeah. Grant Cardone tomorrow. That is a legendary episode. I listened to it yesterday. Again. Funny, funny guy, man. Good dude. Shout out to Grant. Shout out to his whole team. That is coming out tomorrow. Shout out to Spec. Shout out to Spectacular. Shout out to Maddie J. And shout out to Neo. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, EYL University, the first professor ever, Andre Hatchett, is coming back. I get him a letter, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming back to teach a class. You know, he's the king of the mold nobody business. Um, and Another one of those businesses that you never would never, think never people, really think you can about. make money doing yeah, this. Yeah, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, and they, like, you know, you can definitely supplement your income doing that. So he's going to teach a whole class on, on that tomorrow. Um, and then Thursday, we have a limited four-part series podcast. New podcast alert. Oh, yeah. Well, new podcast alert Wednesday, too. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Thursday, John Henry and Earn Your Leisure collaboration, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, live YouTube it's only going to be four. It's like an NFT. <laughs> it's only four. It was crazy. It's like a video. You can't unlock the series, right? You got to watch the first one to get to the second one. You got to watch the second one to get to the third one. It's going to be dope. Yeah, John's our guy. For sure, for sure. So we got a jam-packed situation. Yeah. And then Wednesday, we debuting a podcast. Yeah, new podcast alert, man. Shout out to uh, Casanova Brooks, man, a good brother. If you've been following him, you, you know how passionate he is about real estate and, and anything in the entrepreneurial world, man. And so we join forces, man. So Dream Nation will be debuting this Wednesday at 9 a.m., man. We're super excited about that. I just got off the phone with him a little bit earlier. He's super excited about it, man. So the network is growing at a rapid pace, man. We just want to be a place that can, you know, could be a home for creatives to express their thoughts and get out their ideas and hopefully, uh, you know, teach them a little bit of the game that we know. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll put the link in the bio if you are interested in getting more information about Earn Your Leisure University, EYL University, as we call it. Um, we're currently running 70% off promo. I think that that will run until uh, the end of Tuesday um, because we extended it for the Easter holiday. And, oh, happy uh, Easter Monday to all my Jamaicans. Get your kites out. You know how we do. <laughs> all your kites, your kites out. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So, um, yes, today we have a jam-packed episode. We are going to bring on 19 keys. We're going to talk about NFTs. But, you know, first we got to talk about the stock market a little bit. So, 
We'll pass it off to the good brother, Ian Dunlap. Um, Ian, what's going on? Nothing, man. Happy to be here. Uh, our second chat today. So looking yeah, forward to bringing okay. some good energy, sharing some. And for, kudos to everybody in Red Panda. Kudos to my family, everybody on YouTube, um, all the earners in Zoom. And I'll get into it quickly, but um, hold long term. I keep telling you guys, two index, two tech is the way to go. Everyone's like, no, it's not true. And then it's like... <laughs> Einhorn, Kathy, Buffett, everybody is like, yo, hold, hold for long term. And we keep killing Tasso. So hold for the long term. Don't let people trick you out of your spot. Um, trading after dark after this. Uh, snipers, for those of you in the trading room, we're doing Thursday and Friday. We're doing 90 minutes of session now. So you get double the time now. If you didn't get the email last night, I'll send it out tonight after the show. And that's it. Let's rock and roll. I want to get right to it so we can uh, bring yeah, the yeah, steam. Let me just run off this. Let me run off the disclaimer before you even start. Right. So do your own research. Our content is intended to be used. It must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or Otherwise, this is a good word from the good brothers at Ernie Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor. Do your own homework, do your own research. And when you do that, double check your work. All right. That's a fact. All right. The floor is yours. yours, Ian. Thank you. Let's get let's get right to the charts. Okay, so let's start at the top. And now I'm gonna do tonight how I normally do um any of the trading rooms or any of the dream team calls. So I'm gonna just go through like 20 or 30, then we'll bring uh 19 on so he can he can school us um about nfts um but s p 500 let's do quiz time really quick this is s p 500 is the direction of this going up or down everyone type in chat continue to buy and hold so this is the 200 day moving average here you can see this is down last march and look how much we've taken off so two indexes two tech let's also look at dow that would be dia please write these down same movement. So the Dow and the S&P 500, those will be your value or your safety, right? And then the two tech, so let's look at Apple. Moving up gradually, and then Tesla it took off as well. Please write this down. We saw it last week with the hedge fund, but the number one reason that most people blow up their accounts is because of leverage. We talked about this maybe 12 weeks ago. Please type in chat leverage if you're going to lose use leverage in your trades and we're going to see more hedge funds blow up this year if you are going to use leverage so for those of you that are doing any derivative derivatives or any uh, trading on margin you have to pare down the number of trades that you're going to take because the more trades you take it's in the favor of the brokerage houses to make money off of you as a result so let's dive through a couple real quick um, and I want to quote you guys, Amgen. Is Amgen going up or down? Because once you know direction, so 200-day moving average is a great place to start. Always start with the month chart. And then I want you to then go to the weekly chart. Now, I don't like MACD or RSI. This indicator is called balance of market power. Balance of market power is a lower study that shows you what the direction of the market is. So please type balance of market power in chat. Please. It's like the Illumina. Illumina is sliding down. So a decent area will be probably 303 and some change. If you can catch it, let's look at Moderna. Right. So when you're doing your research, and Troy always says, do your research, double check. 
I want you to go check your own areas in which you would get into the market. So go to the month, week, and then let's go look at the day chart. Okay, great. So if this, this is the 200 moving average and this is the price, type in chat if Moderna, we're looking for an entry, potentially where could we get in? If the 200 day moving average, what would our entry be? So, so Ian, can you slow down for a little bit? So, so yeah, if anybody that's not familiar, the 200 day moving average is the average of 200 days. Mm -hmm. Yep. Self-explanatory. <laughs> or, or 200 um, candles, yeah. But so, but um, when it gets close to the 200 day moving average, that usually is a is a buy signal, correct? Yes, because what we don't want to do, we don't want to buy at the top. So if it's at 189, there's no value of buying in that 189. And look, if we drop to 108.99 or 108.89, excuse me, that is where we can build. So people have been talking a lot about value investing. A value investing is just a, another way or a old school way of saying buying at a discounted price. They're like, well, uh, Buffett's a value investor. I'm like, but if you go actually look at his portfolio, in 2020, he was buying at highs. So you have to go do the research and see and, and pick out your own prices. But yes, if the price, this is the high back here, we want to look to get in potentially around that area. Let's look at one we normally don't talk about. ABG. Geez, he has like a cult. It's like... They took over our chat. I love it. ABGO, this is Broadcom Inc. So the five-year month is up. What does the balance of market power tell you? So if we're seeing green... First lesson I taught Xander. Green means up, red means down. Do you see more green at the bottom or red? That green. gives you an indication. So we're seeing more movement to the upside. Now let's move to the weekly chart. So 298.25 if it drops there, and then go to the daily chart. Everyone who's asking for entries, please write this down. Month, week, then day. So if AVGO drops to 403.08, that'd be a good entry to get in. And then you can see the previous high was 495. So the probability of it going back up to 495 or 480 is very probable because this is a strong company. The only thing that I want you guys to write this down, the three most important trading indicators, and then we'll let the brother who leads the cult on, right? Um, <laughs> number one is direction. So knowing direction. So no matter what stock I look at, I always go look at the direction of it first, even if I'm familiar with it. So let's go five-year month. Uh, this is a censure. Is the direction of a censure up or down? Born businesses make a lot of money. And then the great part about these same born businesses, you never wake up in a sweat in the middle of the night wondering if you're going to lose all of your money. So the direction of a censure is up. Knowing the direction of the stock or future or derivative that you trade is more important than the time frame that you're looking at. Most traders lose money because they do not know what the true direction is. The five-year month is going to give you what the real direction is. Number two, the second most important indicator is the selection of trades that you're going to take for the year. So for those of you that are trying to beat the S&P 500 or another benchmark, you need to reverse engineer to see how many you need in order to get to your goal. And third, your risk-to-reward ratio. You need to risk one minimum to make 10. Ideally, if you can get to a place where you can risk one to make 25, even if you trade at 15% or 20%. You can still be profitable. And then let's go look at another company real quick. Amen. Is the direction, and let's go to since inception, like we talked about on um, episode 70. So this is the entire history of Applied Materials, Inc. Is the direction up or down? So once we go through that, go through month, then we'll go through the weekly chart. 
and zoom in, and then we'll go to the daily. And stocks that are moving to the upside is what we want. We don't want penny stocks that have been falling down and hope that they're going to turn around. We want to buy high-value businesses that are going to continue to go up, and then we can buy them at a dip. That is value investing and growth combined in one. So two, whether you use a 200, um, moving average to 72, all are great for those of you that use the other indicator that we talked about previously before that I said I'll never mention again. Those will give you better entries, but it's a three-part system. You want to go the month chart first, five-year month, then look at the weekly, then look at the day. Those will tell you your entries. Then after that, you have nothing else to do but buy and hold. I'm going to beg you, don't let people trick you out of your spot saying that buy and hold is not for us and it's not fun. All the wealth is there. And I would ask you, if you deviated from that plan last year, did the other plan work and did it make you rich or wealthy? That's the only thing we're here to do. Um, so I appreciate you guys so much. And let's bring on one of the greatest speakers to ever walk earth, uh, the legendary 19 Keys. Yeah, for sure. Let's let let's let the beat build for a little bit though. Um before we bring 19 on, I just want to talk about something that um we had to speak about, crypto. And oh god, let's go. What happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, my crypto account is looking extremely healthy these Healthier days. Healthier than you And I got to apologize. <laughs> I got to apologize. Well, I said it. So that's half the battle. Well, going to apologize. Uh, <laughs> Tron, Tron is a, a position that I always held since 2017. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I got Tron when it was a penny. Uh huh. And How long have you been holding it? Since 2017. 2017. Okay. Buy and hold. Buy and hold. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy and get locked out or you bought and hold it? And now we've... This is this is part of the story. Either or, it don't matter. No, nah, no, nah, this is a true yeah. story. So if you were day one earner, you know that this is the story when um uh, Shadi and uh, and Jamal went to went on a thirty day excursion to Asia. To Asia, and I called them like, "Yo, y'all gotta come home. I mm -hmm. think I found something." And so that that was Tron is part of that story. And they were like, "I ain't coming home, man. Well, tell me what's over the line." I'm like, "Nah, nah. I gotta show you more than I can tell you." Yeah. And um and so Tron was one of those those uh I was almost said stocks one of those coins, the altcoins, that's when I discovered them that I, I was I was bullish on. Yeah. Bullish on. Mm -hmm. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 15 cents right now. Um, Stellar, which I also own, is up 21% today. Um, XRP, which I also own, yeah, is up forty three percent today, mm -hmm. ninety one cents. This is all we had a crypto class on YouTube last month, yeah, and uh, yep. all of these things I said 
And I said, it's just like no different from the stock market. We have rotations in the market sometimes. Yeah. Bitcoin is called Bitcoin dominance. Bitcoin's like makes up like what, 60, 70? 60, 60 percent yeah. of the, and like when Bitcoin it's runs. It's like the Dow to 50s. Yeah. yeah, when Bitcoin runs, usually all coins kind of, you know, fall back a little bit. But now we're on an all coin run right now. Bitcoin mm. is still solid. It's 59,000. But everything is running right now to all coins, XRP, even Litecoin is back. back. Um, yeah. Ethereum, I said an EYL University member a couple of weeks ago, last month when Francis was on. Yep. He went over charts. He said I, that was a good time. I put in I put ten thousand additionally into Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum just crossed over two thousand. Um and we said Binance coin. We said Binance, Binance coin. coin. I don't know how many times we screened Binance coin, Binance coin. Right. Binance is the number one platform to trade crypto internationally. Obviously, we can't do it in the United States unless you got a VPN. Um and we said, look, you have to do trading pairs. And a lot of times you got to trade with a Binance um, to Bitcoin or Binance to Ethereum. And yeah. so every time Binance makes a transaction, they make money. And so if people are trading in the crypto space and they're using the platform, then they're making money. Binance was at $17. I remember we had conversations, it was $12. We watched it go up to 30. Binance coin is $365 right mm -hmm. now, presently, $365. March 25th, it was at $247 Yeah, in a week. Here's the secret for everything. <laughs> Hold it for 10 years. Like investing, like I wanted to take all the illusion out of it. Go look at any period of time, damn near any asset that you hold, real estate, art, uh, collectible automobiles, businesses. Like if you get to that 10-year mark, there's like a 99% chance that you'll be profitable if you get it like at a decent price. Buy you do hold. not have to be like hodl, buy and hold, all the same thing. It's just different tribes saying it different way. Like diamond hands, all the same thing. Shout out to Diamond Dallas Page. You're like, yo, it's all the same thing. Hold. Oh. You're not going to flip in 13 days. H-O-D-L. There's yeah. nothing else to say. Crypto, real estate, digital art. If we get real estate on Mars and we can flip moon rocks, same 10 years. <laughs> if you can get 22 doors on Mars when Elon starts to take us up, hold for 10 years. And That's it. And can we also talk about Microsoft? Ooh. My baby. Microsoft Let's do it. to the moon. Microsoft to the hey, moon. Hey, might have heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard this one before. We that was a year yeah. ago. Sure. It's called pay attention. It's called it's called do your homework, <laughs> write your notes. It's called how you write your notes. <laughs> the companies that have the most revenue are going to be the most dominant and expand into the most areas. It's no different than what Cash Money did, no different than what Rockefeller did. It's one of the, the more revenue you have, you can acquire more businesses and expand. Like just hold the top company. And I know it's not sexy. You don't get the people going, you know, but man, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft, tremendous, tremendous. Um, it, it's looking promising. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, looks promising from, from the, they got the government contract. They, they look like, talk about that government contract. They, they look like they're going to be Joseph Biden. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Joseph Biden, man, a few sectors are going to benefit from, from this, from this new plan that he's putting together. And, um, SMH whew, saved my life, <laughs> changed my life, changed my life, saved my life, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Riding that to the moon, man. Yeah. Semiconductor spaces. AMD. Told you this. Yeah. Told you this before. Yeah. We'll get into that in a little um, bit. TSM. Of course, we got to talk about TSM. Yeah. But uh, Microsoft is going to benefit as well. Want to talk about that? 
Yeah, I mean, so I was gonna go from the gaming standpoint. I'll leave you want Ian, you want to go into the government piece? I mean, I mean to integrate into cloud computing, because most if those of you that work in government, shout out to you, you know there's a lot of inefficiency. So these relationships have been pre-existing. So you guys, and we were talking about it during the election. Look at the tech companies and who they advocate and who they spend their dollars with. They're always mm-hmm. going to vote on both sides. So regardless of who in office, you're going to see Tim Cook continue to be in in talks. He was a little bit more visible when Obama was there, less when Trump was there, still present. Same with Microsoft. I could argue that Tim Cook is probably the most underpaid CEO for how well he's done, and Microsoft's probably the least value company for how big it is. So now totally- with the government contract, I mean, that, that's a huge deal. Yeah. And, it's a and, huge deal for cloud computer. Yeah, and, they, and they're taking off in the gaming space, too. Like, I, I envisioned them, and I saw somebody say it, too. I, I actually written, wrote it down in my notes. They're going to change gaming, and they're going to treat it like Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to treat their platform, because they already have subscribers. They have over 170 million people on the Xbox platform. Yep. They're going to turn it into the Netflix of gaming. And so they, they have the user base already. You know what I mean? They have the technology. They have the capital. Microsoft, I mean... I think last June we were telling how bullish we were on it. We still are. We've invested in it for a long time. I Microsoft in twenty ten. Yeah. Like it's a, when Bomber was. It was a terrible company when Bomber was there, but you can see the potential. Yeah, and they got a new regime change. Like it's like if the Knicks got a great coat. Like if you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Get it now, shout to Tibbs. Shout to Tibbs. Yeah, nah, but, but we 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 would be remiss. Um, speaking of Microsoft, and, and I'm glad you brought up Joseph Biden uh, because the EV market. Is going to take over mm-hmm. too, right? If you look at what, what he's what he's allocating, he said he's going to allocate two hundred billion with a B to the EV market, and over he's over five hundred thousand charging stations, and so people yeah. automatically are looking like, oh wait, Tesla, and so we saw Tesla, you know, uh, jump up today, but they had a ridiculous quarter. You saw their the quarter, like, they all time high in in deliverables in the first quarter in the history of the company. And they're on pace right now to do eight hundred and fifty. This why, are you kidding me? I'm trying to tell you guys, just hold, <laughs> hold quality. You want all the sexy ass shit? Like, the sexy thing is to hold. That's where all the money is. Yeah, and so that the crazy part is like, if you think about it, last year, the entire year, they delivered five hundred thousand cars. They're on pace to do eight hundred and fifty. That's a seventy percent increase. Yep, which is ridiculous. Plus, the incentive from the the, the Biden administration is like, yo, they're trying to increase the tax credit on the EVs. And so if that passes through, I think the tax credit now is like 7,500. They're trying to increase it to 10,000. And so no, you, it's no stopping. There's no stop. And so you see, I mean, and even don't now. I have a great operator yet. Yeah, look at like look at your your, your TV, right? I, I probably saw that Hummer yeah. EV commercial 50 times mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. It's coming and it, it can't, it's not going to be stopped. So it's either get down or lay down. But it's, so, it's going to be Tesla. And it's going to be more than Tesla though. And then the same way when Bitcoin got the institutional backing, government deals like this. It's the same kind of thing. They are the wealth that's going to help move the market. And then all the backing that Elon has is with this government deal. It's going to give him security for another four or five years to be able to figure it out. They, they asked he gets him, a good team. It's going to be game over. They asked Mr. Cook about his, uh, his future in the EV market. He, he was kind of shy about it. But you know they're they, they not going to let this money pass. Yeah. They got They're going to attack this industry. Two industries they're going to attack. Either this this one or healthcare. And they might just do both. both. They they're might just do both. both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk also predicted that uh, Tesla will pass um, Apple. Uh, he deleted the tweet, but he, <laughs> yeah, he said yeah. that that will happen relatively soon, too. He predicts that Tesla will be the most valuable company in the world. Probably in less than 16 months. I mean, with the backing that they have and all the funds that are tied, because right now, 
the lid got pulled off that most investors were not good. So that's like Tesla is the Bitcoin of the ETF space. So for those that are late on the institutional side, Tesla is still like a safe investment. And if you can get big gains there and have blowout quarters, and we talked about it last week, like April historically is a great month. Second quarter is a great quarter. So especially with the end of the the quarter being oh, shocky, uh, shaky and then going up now, clients are going to stay and going to pour in more money. The fund flows are going to be way higher. He has things in his favor, but we have to remember the 10 years where he was vilified and he was trying to put him out of business too. Mm-hmm. So he, he's earned his position for sure. Because. That's a fact. So, all right, we crossed over 5,000. So let's get, please like the video on YouTube. Like the video. Like, the share. Like let's get our, let's get our pristine guest in. Alumni. Alumni, it's a fact. Let me get my, my Oprah questions ready. He's, so he's, working, he's working toward his Letterman jacket at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My brother, how you doing? Man, I'm blessed to be every day to achieve, man. How the guys doing, man? Good, man. I appreciate good, you. Good. Sinatra, now I'm sitting here taking notes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have very loyal support in YouTube. They are, they are chanting your name. <laughs> well, you know, um, I provide value, man, and they just reciprocate. That's all my relationships are. There you have it. That's it, man. That's it. So I want to I want to get this introduction. So 19 Keys, of course, we had them on the podcast um, in the summertime. But, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about NFTs, NFTs, NFTs nonstop. And um, I think that, you know, we definitely played a part in, in, in helping move that conversation along when we started introducing the NFTs. A couple of people that we had on the podcast that spoke about NFTs was uh, Gary V, uh, Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban twice. Um, Jim Jones, shout out to Jimmy. Uh, but you know, before 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 you know, we spoke to Mark Cuban. Before we spoke to Gary V. Before we spoke to Jimmy, uh, the first person that, that told us about NFTs was Nineteen Keys. So we was in Nineteen Keys. We was in Miami with Nineteen Keys and Chris Cole. Shout out to Chris. Chris, what up? Uh, we was uh, we was having lunch in Miami, and uh, he joined us for for lunch. And we were just having a conversation and he was telling us about like, you know, NFTs. And I'm like, what's NFTs? And he's explaining it to me. And he's like, you know, it's a digital thing and, you know, artists can use it and you get the royalties and da 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 And I'm like, all right, it's interesting. I don't know. Like I say, it sounds, still sounds like it's kind of like a little foreign, but it's interesting. And then literally right after that, like the NFT floodgates opened up. Um, so... We're gonna talk about NFTs a lot on the platform, but before the first conversation that I wanted to have about NFTs, I wanted to have a 19 Keys since he was the first person to tell us about NFTs. So first and foremost, thank you for joining us, brother. Appreciate it. Man, thank you for having me, man. That one night, that one afternoon in Miami is fire. We're gonna write yeah, a book charge up. There was a lot that was discussed that day and I was hyper excited about it. I, I'll tell anybody that had an ear to listen and, and had a platform to use it. You understand me? And so the conversation only made sense. That's just how I roll. Like I want to provide value and give access wherever I can. No, I appreciate that, brother. So, all right, let's let's jump into it. We'll start at the one-on-one level for people that have might have just heard of NFT, but they have no idea what an NFT is. What it, what exactly is an NFT? 
So NFT is an acronym for non-fungible tokens. Um, first, you know, I always say every level of consciousness comes with a new language. Same thing with every industry that you break into. You got to sort of learn the language and the lingo to start understanding it, to really interact with it. So you really start to get to what is fungible and what is fungibility, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, I would ask the question, and I can ask this to you all and to the audience as well, is gold fungible or non-fungible? And Great why? Well, it, uh, so it can right, depend. So, so let's say it's 24 karat gold fungible or non-fungible. So it's all in the same class. So fungible means that you can't duplicate it, right? It can be fungible means it can be duplicated. That's why like it's NFT is non-fungible. non-fungible. You can't duplicate yeah, it, right? So. So, for my, so I would say gold, you can't duplicate gold, can you? You can make fake gold. So I would say, I don't know. Can you duplicate if, I, a 24? I mean, I you, guess if it's 24 karat, you, you can you, you can make another 24 karat. But but how can you make another 24 karat gold? Well, well when you hear fungible, think of interchangeable. Okay. That's a, a quick cliff notes. So, all right. We're back, so, in, back in grammar for, school. So. <laughs> Teach us, please. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it is more interchangeable, uh, interchangeable, right? Something you can exchange. If you got, if somebody says, if you go to a dealer, and say, I want a kilo of gold, like this is a kilo of gold. It don't matter what dealer you go to as long as it's gold, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say he loses your, your, your bar of gold, right? And he replaces it with another bar of gold. What's the difference? Nothing. It's the same value, right? Mm-hmm. It all comes from the same class, right? It's the same reason we can take a dollar and it get exchanged for four quarters, right? It's interchangeable for the same values. When something is unique, so let's say that if you took that same gold, that same gold and Beyonce wrote her signature on the back of it. You can't just replace that because now it's unique. So things can go from fungible to non-fungible, right? And so when things have non-fungibility, that's when they are unique assets essentially. And they cannot be exchanged for other things where you just make it, you can just throw me something forward. It's like, no, I need that same thing, right? And so that's what gives things value, rarity, collectibles and things of that nature is the fact that we have the ability um, to collect things that other people don't have, right? Mm-hmm. And we can easily see the value in that. That's the law of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you see the similarities in art. So like the Mona Lisa, Basquiat, because there's not 7,000 of them available, they become more exclusive. The price of them is higher. So th- there's their relatability there. Right. The comparison. Yeah. And, and then it opens up a lot of door, a lot. So I also want to, as we talk about, and I hope the audience can understand it. I hope uh, I see a lot of comments saying that that was a good explanation. I'm trying to get it to the simplest term so you can understand it, how you exchange non-fungible and fungible things in your life already. And this is just a digital version of fungible and non-fungible assets. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that explanation was pretty clear cut, man. Appreciate that. I just want to know, how did you come in contact with NFTs? Like, what, what was your first experience with it? Who, I mean, did somebody put you on? Like, how did this come about? You know what? I was racking my brain to try to figure out when did I exactly come in contact with NFTs? And I don't know. I don't know. Um, I remember my first real discussion with somebody with, with, on NFTs with my bro, Idris Sandu. So mm. he actually pulled up on me and we had a cold conversation about it. I'm talking about highest level of degree. You understand me? And <clears throat> my first experience, I would say, with that world was when we met up. It was in L.A. and he showed me spatial reality. 
Right. Let's just so let's just let's about... just. I want them to know who he is because he's very important. Okay. Over yeah. We can't. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to first of all, Idris Sandu is probably one of the most important persons in the tech space, and you all are going to know why, right, in the future, um, as he has a lot of great things coming, right. But Idris Sandu is the one who created the smart store for Nipsey Hussle, right? Mm -hmm. Nipsey Hussle and him famously met in the Starbucks. He also worked on the Explorer page for Instagram, right? He taught himself coding. I mean, you're talking about everybody that's somebody in the tech world has reached out to him for partnership and work. And I want to say partnership because he always comes from an ownership standpoint. Mm -hmm. You understand me? They wanted him to go to MIT. He turned it down and continue to do his self-education, right? He did things like, AR for uh, for Beyonce to Rihanna to Kanye West and anybody that somebody reaches out to him. He is like the first superstar black young black man in that tech world. You understand me? That's just known. He likes to be known as a tech architect. So yeah. I'm not a genius, but he's a tech architect and he's somebody very important to be known. And we often don't highlight figures such as himself. Right. Because. It doesn't come with the flash of a celebrity. And that's what Nipsey Hussle was trying to get people to understand. Like, yo, pay attention to him. He can do yeah. hardware and software. He's very rare. And he was just, a, he was also, so Nipsey Hussle made him the CTO, mm -hmm. Chief Technology Officer of um, All Money In. And uh, that's the first time I got introduced to him. I was watching an interview with Nipsey and he was talking about like how he wanted to have the, um, the Crenshaw, his store in Crenshaw. Yeah. All smart, all smart, smart store. store. Yeah, and Way ahead um, of the curve. Yeah, and uh, of course we know he was in the um, to crypto and all of that. But yeah, the brother was actually like the brains behind a lot of the technical stuff that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. and um, he really, really championed him. So you know, once again, I then, feel like he's our Zuckerberg. You know, yeah, and it, and I see a lot no, of people no, really they they're trying to figure out yeah. who he is. That that's a great homework assignment. And hopefully, we get the the a chance to we got to highlight him. We, we got to connect, connect with him, him and, and get yeah. him on. And yeah. And and really champion him, man, because he's doing amazing listen, work. Listen, I, I ever since I met him, I always used like we we we've done a few conversations. We had a high level conversation on my podcast, and, and to that point, we had a great conversation about NFT, spatial reality, and everything. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> you understand me? But when I went back to go upload that, because he was hitting me, he was like, "When you go upload it?" And I'm like, "Bro, I'm gonna get to it. I got this diamond right here. Like, I'm holding this." You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I went to go upload it, and you know, it was gone. I don't know if Zuckerberg took it down. <laughs> hey, some one of them tech giants disrupted. Google's this got shit. it. Yeah, because it was before. It was before the NFT thing took yeah. mainstream conversation. So we would have really blasted it out and been at the forefront of breaking it down on so many different levels. That was, so, that was actually part yeah. of the conversation. I was like, we were talking yeah. about your podcast. Me like, I just did this fire interview like two weeks yeah. ago. Oh, word. You got it. Oh, we have to meet him. And then I yeah. heard when we did the live the other night, I'm like, wait, you lost it? Nah. Come mm. <laughs> on. Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> Run it yeah. back. And that's um, NFTs went everywhere. You know exactly. Yeah, but it's and fine though. I want to publicly give you your credit because I always tell you when we talk in IG, um, you're one of the, the one of the best speakers I've ever heard, and one of the hardest working brothers I've ever met. So I got a little three part. You know, I'm gonna do my little Oprah thing. Um, so can you walk <laughs> you us go. through? Let's go. Let's go, Ian. Because in order to get to this level that you're at, can you walk us through your study habits? Because every time I mm -hmm. hit you, you're working on something. So that. Where can they begin investing in NFTs? And then can you walk us through how you network? Because everyone I talk to be like, 
Yo, and you know, thanks for the collaboration. I got a little bit popular, but like, yo, you know 19? Dudes be going crazy. Like, shout out to my guy, Carl. He was like, yo, 19 gonna be going like, so yeah. everywhere I go, people are clamoring to, to your information. And like you said, you're very resourceful. But can you walk us through networking, your study habits, and then where they actually can invest? Because I think there's some great lessons, even for the business owners that may not be interested in NFTs, that the networking um, and study habits may help them as well. Yeah, um, that's a very great question. Um, and shout out to, to any and everybody that sees value in the platform. You know, my platform essentially started off just speaking truth to power. You understand me and showing an example of the things that I was doing, right? The first time I was ever hired to speak, I had 500 followers and I was in my own store. You understand me just talking about my process of evolution and, and my thought process of design. You understand me? And the students there asked the person that was ahead of the program, like, yo, can you have Keys come in here and speak to us? And I had a vision already for everything that I do. I don't just go in there and say, okay, I'm going to collect this money and then that's it, right? Mm -hmm. So I went in there with the idea of building a global brand. You understand me? Off of speech, which is a lot of audacity to say that this is like go, go viral and the world going to care about everything that you got to say. But what I understood from the many conversations that I will have with people on a daily basis is that they will, you know, nobody ever put it like that. Like, yo, you think different, things of that nature. So I knew that it already had value. You understand me? Because it's not fungible. The conversation mm -hmm. is not fungible. You understand me? You, you can't exchange this for anything else because of the pattern of thinking is different because of the way I grew up is different, right? I grew up in Oakland, California um, under a very like militant black Muslim paradigm so I seen things different. So once I engaged with the digital world, the first video I put out went viral, right? The second, third, and I learned a lesson. I believe it was Kevin Hart that said something similar. He said when you have the fire lit. It's easy to keep the fire going than it is to relight the fire. Mm -hmm. So I decided to make sure that I never stopped. You understand me? And I just kept going. I kept it in motion and I continued to work and build out my plan. Now, when it comes to um, networking and my ideas towards research, particularly the way I network is I just work. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm my type of person that if you meet me, and you don't know who I am. That's OK. Right. I'm going to let the work speak for itself. I'm not going to introduce myself. That's up to you to find out if you in that same world and you care about those things that I care about. Right. And so I do that to people all the time. Like I'm 19 keys, but I'm not about to explain. I do this, that and the third. I yeah, feel like focused on the craft. Yeah, I'm focused on yeah. the craft. And then eventually it's go. You, you will fall into that world and be like, oh, I just met that bro. Like, oh, oh, I heard your name. I didn't know what you look like. You understand me? I heard you in conversation. I work for that. Right. I work to be in the minds of all our people. You understand me? Like that's my target audience is our culture. So I don't ever want to be in a room and it's 10 black people in it and one of them don't know me. I need to know at least one out of 10. That let me know that I'm reaching the minds that I target to reach. Yeah. Um, so that's my networking is putting out the information. You understand me? Being genuine, sticking to my values, my mission and my vision and people gravitate towards the message. And then they tap in, people from all ranks and all lives. So I hope that answers your first question. I know it wasn't like super direct, but I'm also a person that'll call people. You understand me? Like I'll call people behind the scenes and just ask them how they doing. You understand mm -hmm. me? Like I don't need anything from nobody. So it's never like, oh, I'm about to try first, to start, yeah. start a business with somebody or this. It's yeah. just let me converse because communication lacks in our community, right? 
And that communication is how we give each other access to resources and mastermind. I've started multiple mastermind organizations, right? Because I started off being a part of organizations when I was younger. And I felt that the thing that we was always missing was inclusion. Like it's what you all practice here, mm-hmm. pulling up a seat at the table for everybody. Which yeah. breeds solidarity, you understand me? Which everybody coming together for a common cause, which creates unity. Now we are unified and solid on the same agenda. And then we go towards um, organization, right? So then we organize the order and the flow of these things so that we have a hierarchy in the system on how we go build it out. And then the system allows us to build an institution. And then the institution allows us to build our own world. So I think in formulas when it comes to anything that I want to do. And the way that I even research is from that same formula base, right? Mm -hmm. Like I do everything in steps and layers. Like I got to ask myself the question, even preparing for this, you know, what is the value? Not just new knowledge, because all new knowledge is not value, right? Like new knowledge could be, hey, we're going to be on EYL tonight. That's new knowledge. But that doesn't mean it's valuable to you at this moment or to your life whatsoever, which is why a lot of people don't deep dive in things such as digital assets. They don't know the value of it until somebody can frame it in a reference to where it's valuable. Mm -hmm. So I like to take concepts of things that people can't understand and conceptualize it without losing so much data. You know what I mean? With all of the information that allowed me to understand it, how can I bring it to the masses where they can understand it simply? So even that analogy that I gave earlier was me thinking about how can I condense this down so a third grader can start to understand the idea of NFTs. So I know that I do sort of like deductive reasoning. You understand me? I think that that's my way of going about things. Um, sometimes is and, and there's like three different reasonings I, I recently just looked up. I think it's abductive, inductive, and deductive. And they'd all talked about your process of going to, uh, about a hypothesis and then filling in the gaps to see if you're right. Yeah. Right? So for me, I call it being a high-level observer. I observe first, right? And then I go get the information to verify my hypothesis, right? So I'm going to learn language first, right? I need to know what an NFT is. I need to look at what is uh, fungible and what is fungibility, what is non-fungibility, right? Where does that word come from? Then I need to go look at who are the early thought leaders on this conversation before it became this. And And who are some of those thought leaders? And what are some of the sites for those who want to know at home? Um. Well, support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In the recent thought leaders, I want to shout out Lady Phoenix. Lady Phoenix is the one who brought people to the platform. Um, she brought people to, what's the one with the audio clubhouse, right? So she the one introduced him to this world and they built up the hype for his campaign. I didn't right? know that. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Lady Phoenix. Lady Phoenix. Wow. She's a black woman. I believe she's from Oakland. And she is really like one of the curators of that community right now. Like she, she just had a conversation with a lady who said that is documented in her transaction. Like she was the first one to produce digital art, but she did it on the blockchain rather than as an NFT because she was trying to prove the concept of what this thing was to her fellow art buddies. And so they're really creating a curation of it. You understand me? Very heavy in this space. And that's really the only person I want to shout out in that space. Um, but there's also, and, and just to be quite frank, there's a whole culture and community, right? Mm-hmm. Like the crypto punks, you understand me? The made a match with all of these projects within that world. If you really want to go to like who's the thought leaders, you go look at the early creators because they might not have a platform to thought lead, but they were the ones who actually pushed the projects out that everybody else is curating the information around. So like shout out to the early projects and we got a blockchain so nobody can lie. That's the whole point of the blockchain. It's all verified. You mm-hmm. can check transaction history and see who did it. And if you ain't that person that handled that transaction, then you ain't the early thought leader. So the blockchain is a, and I'm sure we're going to get into that, is a, is a great verifiable system to see who did what, when, and where. So um, yeah, part of my process is finding those early thought leaders because I want to know who shaped the conversation as it is today, right? And that's important because you lose originality when you don't know whose mind it came from. Because we start following technical thinking. Like, oh, this is NFTs. How do I interact with them? That's not what you're supposed to think. You sort of go automatic creative. This is NFTs. All right, let me see how I want to use it. That's your thought process. And when you go back to the early uh, um, thought leaders on it, then you can figure out, okay, oh, everybody's thinking about it like this because this is the person that steered the conversation. And it got built off that way of thinking. But that doesn't mean that's what it has to be. Like early, probably about three, four years ago is when I really started talking about blockchain on my platform because I wanted black people to understand like, yo, don't you know this thing like called blockchain and cryptocurrency and and Bitcoin machines are out there. And so like I'm heavy and like going hard on artificial intelligence and telling people about neural networks and stuff. And, you know. Luckily, I have the ability to articulate myself, but you're still always ahead of your time, right? When people don't have the time to focus on it. It's not until it becomes standard. So my process is always finding the technology, the updates that our people need in order to be ahead in this race because we're behind. So my research is finding early thought leaders, finding the language, then putting it in my own language. Because if I can't 
interpret it for myself. I don't want to be somebody who takes verbatim knowledge mm -hmm. and then just recites that. That doesn't mean I understand it. That's what we learned in school, right? Technical thinking. That's just technique. It requires no abstract thought, no creative application whatsoever. So I always knew that when blockchain, when our people got with blockchain as well, is that we're going to find a creative utility for it. And that's when the world has mass adoption. It has great penetration. And so I think about in roundabout ways, and that's why I'm answering this question like that, because this is actually how my research works. You understand me? Anytime I have a thought and I need to fill in the gap and I can identify the what, then I'm going to research that what. You understand me? And then it leads me down this rabbit hole until I start to form my own way of thinking. And then I no longer have the research. I have my own understanding of this world and how I'm going to use it. So let me ask you uh, a question. And then, oh, Ian, also we found out OpenSea. That's a, that's a, a site. OpenSea is an open easy sea. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're going to do OpenSea, you have to get uh, a browser uh, <clears throat> first. So therefore, you have a cryptocurrency wallet attached to it. But that's the easiest one for you to be able to mint a NFT in like five minutes. Yeah. Does, does it matter which uh, currency wallet you use or should are we going with Ethereum? Um, Ethereum right now, of course, the whole thing about Ethereum is the gas prices. And they saying that they're working on ways to make that better. Right. Um, and also earth friendly. Um, I know Tron is one. Um, there's a few of them my brother Idris gave me as well. And I'll make sure I pull that up before the end of the program. But Ethereum is not the only one. Um, and that's an important thing for people to also know. And I want everybody to think about this space is that it's not set. It's not solid. It's just the way we using the technology right now. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. This is not the gatekeeper of this technology. This is the early beginning of it. So you should take this information and say, oh, since it's fresh, this is how I'm going to use it. Don't say that this is how you have to engage with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up trying. Oh, I'm Shout out to YouTube, 6,000 people want to check in. Um, hit the like button if you can. Um, Shit, you got so much. I had a question for you, uh, 19. Um, so yes, sir. One of the dope things about it for me, and you explained this to us when you met it, is like, especially for creators, but really anybody, is that, you know, you get royalties on it, ongoing, in perpetuity. So it's like, yeah. if you, as opposed to like, if I'm an artist and I sell a painting, no matter how much I sell it for, if I sell it for, you know, $100,000, it's a good payday, but that's it. Now I got to go and make a new painting. Whereas with the NFT, you sell for, you know, $100,000 or whatever it sells for. Now you set and you set the royalty on it. So when we spoke to Mark Cuban, he set his first royalty at 10 and then he kept raising it to like 50%. So you could potentially get, you know, up to like whatever you want, but in his case, 50%. So now if it gets sold again, he gets 50% of that. And then if it, but each time it's selling, keep in mind it's selling probably for a higher amount. Mm -hmm. So you might have sold it for two thousand dollars, but then when it gets sold again next year for four thousand dollars, if you get fifty percent commission, tech, you get the same amount as the first time that you actually sold it because you sold it for yeah. two thousand. And now when it gets sold for ten thousand and you get five thousand, you actually get more from it than you the price that you originally set. So you don't actually have to like try to charge a crazy amount because you're thinking about the resale value as well. That's a, listen, we can get into some real creative thought processes here when it comes to the utility of this, the secondary sale process of it is amazing because it puts ownership in the hands of the creators. You understand me? You get to own your digital assets. Essentially digital ownership 
it's something that should be in everybody's vocabulary. Um, and understanding that, like, it's going to be, for me, all about your business model, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is saying that this whole thing can be a bubble. That's because a lot of these artists, right, are going to start off but not expand. A lot of them are going to shrink. The value of it is going to become less and less over time. You understand me? And it definitely will bubble for a lot of different people. And that's because they don't have any long-term business models, which is what you need for assets. Like my brother Ian just talked about something for 10 years. If it doesn't have 10-year growth plan or or value, then what is the point of holding it in the first place? What's the point of buying it mm-hmm. unless you're just buying it to trade? So it yeah. just becomes something that you trade very quick to make some money. That's the whole reason it's going to be a bubble because people are going to be holding things that's not worth anything. So my point of it is, once you go in there, and, and this is something that you want to think about as well, and I've seen that the luxury space is starting to get into it or think about getting into it, Gucci's and things of that nature, to where they think about having these digital twins, right? And the digital twins is essentially if I make a shirt like this, then I also have, or a crown, let's go to the crowns. If I have a crown, you know what I'm saying? Then there's also a digital crown that you own as well that's equal to this crown. Now, let's say... And I will be doing my NFT drops, you understand me? And let's say that one of my NFT drops is an example that I have a digital crown. So 3D replication, you understand me? You buy this beautiful picture of it, but it also gives you access to a physical crown as well that only you, the person that bought that digital one, can actually have. So not only is it verifiable that, okay, how do I know that that one crown that Keys made you understand me? You have that one is because here's a transaction for it. I also have the digital twin to it, right? But also you can think that the digital twin doesn't always have to be connected to the physical. But if I was to give advice, right, then I would say always think about creating a physical item that connects to the digital one. Mm-hmm. I believe that the digital twin model is the way to go. So it is backed by something. Yeah. Think about the dollar. The dollar was like the digital asset as it is today. You understand me? Mm-hmm. But it used to be backed by something which was gold, oh, yeah. right? It actually gave it real value. So if I want to have my digital asset, I need to have it backed by something so it actually has intrinsic value, right? So it can never really go down to zero. So from that standpoint of thinking, I'm creating business models to where when people collect this digital asset, it also represent a physical one, almost like a certificate. You understand me? Of authenticity. Even though the digital asset itself has its own value, and that's the whole point of the NFTs is giving digital assets real value the same way physical assets have. And an example of that is, let's say you have a digital painting, right? If you got a digital painting and somebody, and they've already started creating these things, right? They got the little Apple watches where they have, they put the NFTs in there. I've seen somebody hang up a gallery to where they have, the NFTs playing in these uh, TVs, TVs are sideways and you walk into somebody's house, and here's the, the digital painting plan. The thing about that digital painting is you are the only one who has it and the only one who have that real one. So if I walk into Ian's house and I look up there and he has a people, out of people, like this is real? How I know this is real, right? Then you show me your transaction on the blockchain to be like, yo, this is real. See, look yeah. at it in my wallet. Now it gives real value, right? Because I know he bought this from the estate of people. And that's the same thing with celebrities getting into it and selling things. And you start to understand, well, how is that valuable that it's just digital? Well, think about this. 
imagine if you could own a piece of your favorite celebrity estate, right? So imagine if Malcolm X, if you could own a digital, he sold a, a, a digital red bow tie, right? Even if he just sold that digital red bow tie and that was the only NFT he made, it would have value because you now own a piece of Malcolm X's yeah. life, mm-hmm. right? Like now you are part of that life experience. And the longer things grow, the more valuable they become. And you're thinking about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year window, this generation is going to be the one who's buying all of the expensive NFTs in the future, right? All of the memorabilia, all of the things that are nostalgic to us right now, all the, like, if I put out something and let's say I continue to grow in a 30 year span, you don't even know how valuable my NFT will be to will you. Be. Mm-hmm. So some people are buying it up, but they like, yo, I don't know like what this person may do in the next 30 years. This person might die tomorrow. It's like or if Tupac had that, one or Biggie like, had one. It's like, yeah, it's like if Tupac's yeah. Versace shirt or Biggie's Coogee yeah. sweater or yeah. something like Facts. that. Think about Even like Biggie's crown just so. But I think I think the problem like some yeah. people that that's not fully understanding it is because they they still haven't fully brought into the world of virtual yeah. reality, which yeah. right. We're moving toward. That's exactly why I was going to go with you, Keys, because that's one of the, the most interesting things we had at this this afternoon in Miami was, and I'm glad you brought up the digital twin because we we spoke about that when we saw you could buy the sneak in the virtual world and like six months later, you would actually have the physical shoe. I want you to talk about uh, NFTs in virtual reality world because we had spoken about digital fashion shows and yeah. all these type of things that could exist, digital museums and paintings. Talk about that a little bit. So, all right. This my, is, hold on, so, my, 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 my sister just texted me. She said he's answering all my, cause she's been asking me about NFTs all week. <laughs> that he's answering all my questions with the mind blown. Yeah, that, that's, that's my goal. I'm trying to get all the, <laughs> all the question marks checked, check, check. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and part of the languages of, of this is understanding that NFT is a utility of the blockchain. Like really that's what NFTs is. It's, it's a clever way to use the blockchain, right? So it opens up a whole new world. But you also have to understand augmented reality. You have to understand virtual reality. And you most definitely have to understand spatial reality, right? Once you start to understand this, then it changes the game. Now, I had the unique experience to be part of the 1% in the world who experienced spatial reality thanks to my brother Idris, right? Now, being able to experience this, I now can understand how immersive it is. What is spatial reality? reality? What is that? What's, What's spatial reality? So spatial reality, and that's what I'm about to go into with the AR and the VR, right? So mm-hmm. let's say first, let's start with VR. If it's VR, I put on these glasses and I'm immersed in this world. So I can't walk with some VR glasses on, you understand me? If I'm playing like a running game, because I'm going to run into something, I don't know where I'm mm-hmm. going, right? If it's AR, the same way as like we had Pokemon Go and people was able to put their phone and now they can see mm-hmm. a little Charizard jumping up, like, oh, it puts digital items layered on top of the real world. You understand mm-hmm. me? That it can move around. So the uh, spatial reality, essentially, and this is what I had the opportunity of trying, was the HoloLens of Microsoft, right? Microsoft, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out Microsoft. That's how I know Microsoft is ready one player. They can take yes. it over the goddamn <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Like, yeah. Listen, understand Microsoft is a serious player in the game. When I seen them going down, I said, oh, snap, they just big discount right now and <laughs> grab everyone you can right yeah and, and then and, and this is where you got to really really understand this space so spatial reality and this is what's going to blow a lot of people's mind when they actually try it because it's going to make regular reality boring 
it is very addictive. You're not going to want to come back to regular You're six hours in or easily. Yeah. So yeah. think of it like this. Um, I put on these glasses and they look just like this. So imagine my glasses look just like this, right? But now it gives me the opportunity to see these digital assets in real time, right? So let's say instead of having a phone, I now have a digital phone that I can see with my glasses and it moves mm -hmm. when my moves. I can pick it up just the same way, right? So it's 3D, the same way if you look at Minority Report, they had versions of it as well where you can touch and you can move it. That's where we are in the present. We call it the future is the present, right? So now I don't need a phone anymore because I can take my phone and it'll come up just like my real phone with all of the apps and I can FaceTime somebody, right? But it no longer takes up space, right? It's spatial, but it doesn't take up any physical space. Yeah. So now I can have all of these things on me, but they're not physical. They're not carbon. So now that replaces the phone and I don't need that anymore, right? But also think about this, the ideas that can come along with it. Digital architecture. I can look outside my window and the architect can build layers on top of a city that only I see. You understand mm -hmm. me? Like you can now buy digital assets. Let's say you got a digital pen that's sitting on your shirt that you bought from uh, some luxury company that you really love. And when the person should put on the glass, they're like, damn, you paid $100 for that pen. The same way it is in gaming. Mm. All gamers don't have the same exact assets in the game. Right, right, right. Some people pay a lot of money for it in the armor, right? So that goes into things like Decentraland. Decentraland is a virtual space that is owned by its users. You understand me? In this space, like people can live in it kind of like your Sims. So mm -hmm. you are in this yeah, space, you have an avatar, right? And imagine, like, I don't, I want my avatar to dress like me though. But let's say a person want want, want a crown, like a, a, a real crown on their avatar, they gotta buy it from my digital store so that their avatar can now wear it. Right? So it's like not only you can actually wear these digital clothes that kind of go along with who you are, you understand me? And the and it could be the same to where you walk around with a whole store on you. Like when a person put on those put on those glasses, you got your book floating next to you, right? Yeah. And the person get to tap it and they be like, "Yeah, you, you want to buy that?" And then it takes the money out their wallet and it's yours, right? Yeah. It, it it goes into so many use cases because you can walk into a blank museum, you put the glasses on, and now you see all the experience. digital art around, you, yeah. right? So you see all of the stores clearing out. Now it gives an ability for this space to actually be useful. So. When you start thinking about that, and, and I had an idea, I did a whole uh, uh, masterclass on this, and I'll share one of the ideas because, uh, yeah, y'all get this free guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is like, you see NBA Top Shot, right? Yep. NBA Top Shot is essentially trading virtual digital cards, and you get these moments that you get to play like a reel, but you get to own it, right? Um, and of course, all of those won't be valuable in the future because everybody don't care about all of the NBA players in the future. Only certain things are actually valuable when you revisit it over time. LeBron stuff, you know what I mean? Kobe stuff, like all of those top players, people really care. It has an emotional connection. But imagine this, and the, the issue is that the players don't actually, they not get paid off this, right? They don't have digital ownership or they digital sales. Uh, they contracts, everybody contracts is different. But imagine if, and y'all can tell me this might be a good idea or not, and NBA players, y'all can have this. But imagine if LeBron is in his backyard, Kyrie in his backyard, uh, uh, KD, and 
instead of doing top shop, they sell, you know, the black top. You understand me? To where they in the back and they playing a a one on one game. And instead of selling moments from the NBA, they selling moments from their backyard. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be more valuable? And they saying that we only going to sell 10 moments of this, right? Yeah. How much would that actually sell for? So I want to get people to start thinking in like different creative ways to where you can start owning yourself. And ownership changes in the digital space the same way. It's different as it is in the physical space. Different mm-hmm. laws apply, different copyright and trademark and different ways that you can actually get around it. So like this, and, and that's just, that's a hundred million dollar idea I just threw out. Easy. Like that's something that you do on You understand me? Like, well, 19, I, I, is, is, is what you're referring to is the, um, the Microsoft project. Is that similar to uh, Oculus? Yes, it's better. Um, but it's better, much yeah. better. So yeah, Oculus is, social media, social media, Sony, what we're talking about is 2080. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People, it might, yeah. it might, it might, this is, this is, first of all, in that 3.0. First of all, this is a high level conversation. It's like when Kanye said the, the, um, the Hermes of rap, what, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. But that's why I'm always like studying like the top because the ones with the most capital and then behind the scenes with the government, I don't want to go too deep and too esoteric, but they're funding a lot of the stuff that is coming out. Go look at Black Mirror. Yeah. For those of you interested in NFT, go study the entire history of Sotheby's and how they moved art. The same metrics and laws are going to be applied here. And, and, then, so, and it's like, it's, it's my, my bad, Ian. Um, no, you good. But it's like, you got to pay attention to what's going on because um, the future is right now. And yes. this is like, even when Gary V, like when he comes on a platform and he's like, this is the only thing I'm focused on in virtual reality, da, 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 da. Like, And Cuba saying he's studying it. seven hours. There's a reason for yeah, it. They're not it's just, a yeah. new landscape. This is like the, digital Wakanda. The problem, yeah. the, problem, the problem is that the majority of people, it's like, a, it's like, you know, the pyramid, right? Like people at the top have the information and then it gets it funneled down, down and yeah, it gets yeah. trickled down. But most people, they're not really thinking about the future until it happens. Most people are just reactionary. Like they are in it and they're living in it. But the conversation now is what's going to happen and what is happening. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't fully understand it, it's important to be aware of it because you're going to be moved in that direction whether you want to or not. To or not. It's and like, if the economy yeah, gets worse, they're going to create more virtual landscapes for us to, like, for all the parents that they were born in the 60s and 70s, you see how much your kid is on this. They'll be on these lenses nine times more. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be on them. Yeah. I, I, Keys, I think I heard you say that, man. It's some, some people, life happens for them. Some people, life happens to them. Yep. And if you look at the, the technology from a standpoint where a two-year-old is able to function on a technology device way more efficient than a 65 year old that tells you something mm-hmm. yeah like my, it, my yeah yeah now i was just going to say that like we thinking about the children but i promise once y'all try these lenses on you're not gonna want to yes. take them off you understand me like and, and, and it only because it makes so much sense because mm-hmm. you realize that and i was having a conversation they'd be like somebody say well hey, wouldn't people just be sitting there staring at screens that we already do that <laughs> yes, and, and this is not beautiful architecture. Now. Yeah, like instead of us standing and having to be stationary and look at a screen, it adds the layer on top of reality. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you went to Egypt. I'll give them some more game away, right? <laughs> so imagine if you went to Egypt, and instead of seeing Egypt in ruins, you see Egypt as it was before. Yes, and when you walk around, you see the digital architecture. They can build out a digital clone 
of the pyramid, instead of letting people go in, they can experience walking around it in real time. Yeah. Like you can go to empty spaces and build out whole visual, uh, uh, virtual worlds. You understand mm -hmm. me? You can block it out to where a person can't see in there and you actually have privacy. Like there's, there's like so many different ways that you can build around it. But going back to like Decentraline, people are selling digital real estate right now. Shout mm -hmm. out to my brother Connect. Like digital real, like you can connect your deed to your house to an NFT and they buy the NFT, they bought the house. You understand me? Like yeah. people are now selling real estate. So, but at the same time, you have virtual real estate. And this virtual real estate matters because on these platforms where it's only so much real estate, you understand me, become just as valuable as physical real estate. And physical I also think you might think it's not crazy. fungible. Yeah, not to cut you off. Domains, huge. There are people that have sold, you're not supposed to, but Instagram accounts. So I know people that have sold Instagram accounts for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. No difference. So also too, like, and that's why I keep saying, if you guys go look at what Microsoft, regardless of what you think about Gates and his involvement in Microsoft and then where they're going now, with this platform, what do you think that would do for the value of the stock and how long people will be on the Xbox platform? Mm. And, and, and see, that's why I think he left that in the first place because he doesn't want to have his name attached, especially while the company is about to take over the whole world. Yes. That's another, he are, they're already talking about he buying all of the physical land. Now he's trying mm -hmm. to own all of the virtual land. And so like, imagine having this world built out where you will buy a billboard space and it's actually worth something because all of the people that go into this virtual land, they now going to see your, they got to go past your actual virtual real estate to get to wherever they want to as they navigate in this virtual space. So yeah. you also want to think about it in terms of marketing, branding, right? Like this, this, my, my brother's yeah. the biggest play ever. They, um, and shout out to my brother, uh, uh Pop Darby. Y'all platform is so big, people wanted me to shout them out, man. I got shout out Pop. <laughs> he dope as hell. Pop, we got to connect. Darby, I appreciate man. you. Yeah. Shout out to Houston. Yeah. But, but to that point, though, biggest crypto player ever, they have like an AI smart contract. And they much better at explaining that to me uh, than I am, but I understand the concept of it. To where they basically utilize this contract to circulate money. And from this one contract, they was able to get 1,500 people to circulate a million dollars. And they didn't have to do nothing but get the people mm -hmm. signed up. And it works for itself. Mm -hmm. And then they start, they were showing me the models when we was doing a uh, master class about how you can build your own virtual galleries and sell them, right? So they're building an architecting space and then selling that space and people are buying it in real time right now. Mm -hmm. Not in five years and 10 years, like all of these industries have like less than 1% world penetration still. Like, so it's only like the creatives and the very smart people that actually have time to get into this. It's like where we're that's actually going to be the future millionaires and billionaires of this yeah. space. Let me, let me say this. Cause also all of this stuff is connected. When we talk about um, cryptocurrency, when we talk about NFT, mm -hmm. when we talk about VR, AR, it's all intertwined because it's like, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to buy NFTs with crypto. I heard somebody in the comments saying like the American dollar is going down, how that affect NFTs, but NFTs is actually bought with crypto from mm -hmm. my understanding. And most of yeah. it is it's built on a blockchain. Most of it is done through Ethereum. Which, yeah, um, right now. Actually, that's even better too, because it's like, when we talk about like, shout out to BWO, Black World Order. When we talk yeah. about like the new world order and the new world and all that, people think it's like some like movie where like Russia is going to come and all of that. But the new world is already like- It's already been here. It's happening. Yeah. Like, and all the world is systems and institutions. 
Yeah. Like when people think about the world, they think about earth, but that's not the world. The world is your view. It's your habits. It's the systems that we live in and the institutions. The bank is its own world. You understand me? Like even when you talk about fungibility, coming back to the word fungi, you're talking about a particular kingdom, right? That makes mm -hmm. up its own world of fungus. So all of this connects in the cryptocurrency reminds me of just the arcade, right? When you go to the arcade, you had what? You had tokens. These tokens had value in the arcade to where you can play the games. You exchange fiat currency for these new game tokens, right? The world has become this huge arcade. Like we go back to Ready One Player, but really it was the initial arcades when we were children and we'd yeah. go to Chuck E. Cheese. Like the world yeah. is becoming a big Chuck E. Cheese. The only thing you couldn't buy was the That's pizza. Scale. Right. And now you can buy the pizza. That's where we at with it. <laughs> you understand me? So it's like and they've been this pushing is, virtual for 30 years. Universe. It's just now finally getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we became grown children in the game that was preparing us. And now, as my brother talked to us a little bit about a court, like even physics, you talk about a simulation, right? Like what is real now? Like they talking about creating it to where you have stimulation. When you touch a digital item in it, you can actually physically feel it. They got a vest on and things that do sonar and sound like, so much is going how. to change in the world. Globalization, automation, digitization. It's a mad world. That's what I talk about. If you don't have mad skills, you're going to be left behind. Mobilization, automation, digitization. Study everything. You understand me? Machine learning. Study what that means. Study the internet of things. People are still so slow and behind on these terms. That's why everybody was so scared of 5G, because they didn't understand that it meant everything being connected. Yes. Apple, Iris, Microsoft, HoloLens, healthcare, financial, when they finally go into fintech and virtual, biggest game change. Like, why do you think I've been screaming this shit for five years? NFTs and EFTs. <laughs> hey. Come on. <laughs> Dig it. Like, how much do you read in fintech. That's that's it's a formula for Both, the future. It's right? not one or the uh, and it once you and the thing I'm like well, I'm always going over like support and resistance, and you know it's like in levels and but once you know how to buy one thing, you know how to buy everything. Yes, there's one pricing system. That's it. I don't care Pepsi, Coke, whether it's Coca Cola or the kind, real estate, digital futures, indexes. It's all the same thing. If it's the top is 10, the bottom is one, five is the middle. I don't care what it is. You have to know how to buy at the same price. When you go look, if you go look, like even with the iPhone, you guys know Microsoft made the first iPad in 94. Mm. They had an iPad table. No one wanted it for Microsoft. And then when Gates owned 15% of Apple, and that's why Steve and him hated each other. The technology was then leased over to Apple, and then Steve didn't even want to have it come out, and the engineers made him put it out. Mm. We'll study the history of these companies. It's fascinating. But what if you can watch the finals, like you said, in Egypt, or you can watch the finals or the Super Bowl from your house on Halloween through Xbox Live? It's just going to be like 200 bucks a month. They're going to kill. They're going to probably have 400 million people subscribe to Xbox Live in six years off this. Go and study, man. And Go study. Study Star Wars. You'll see the Hollywood man. Gonna be in your hey, living room. Hey, yo, the next they, yo, Ian, they go, yo, be careful. They're going to change your name. Nick. 
they're gonna change your name to NFT Ian, man. That's, no, that's, no, yeah. that's, that's I'm, I'm it, just man. a studier of all things. It's very strong emotion. Yo, he got emotional over there. I ain't see him like this. Yo, Keith, <laughs> no, but, uh, I, look, look, no, I'm gonna I be real. And I'll stop here. My my mom told me a story. Uh, my mom's birthday on April, so y'all can, if y'all can wish my mama happy birthday real quick, I appreciate that. Yo, happy, happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday. mama. Happy birthday. One day tomorrow. But, but she told me when my grandma rose, God rest her soul, left Midway, Alabama, and came to East Chicago, Indiana, she sold coat hangers and pop bottles for money. We don't really understand as black people, I'm talking to us, what kind of information we have. For those of us that family members served in a war, you know how much our grandparents would have sacrificed to have these conversations. Like it was illegal to have these conversations when they were in the mm -hmm. war. Go to them. It's illegal. So for those of you that had people that served in the fifties and sixties, when that mail got delivered, the mail did not get there. Only thing they could read is the Bible. Then you'd be like, yo, reading 50 pages is too hard. How they sacrifice for this. But you want to talk and all that shit too. And then everybody else go run and get the bag off technology that we make popular. Twitter stand afloat off us. And nobody monetizing off Twitter. Club They've been pushing this forever. Everything. Just study. We are so powerful when we link. Like tonight, we can run markets, but you Absolutely. have to want to put the work in. Bruh, you know, this is this has always been a thing. Like we 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 talk about this 2053 wealth prediction and 2073 wealth prediction is that brown community, no wealth 2073. Black community, no wealth 2053. Yep. And reality of it is, is why? Because we don't own assets, right? And we would have to, uh, we would have to, to be the equivalent of making three to four times as more than a counterpart yep. white family to be considered in the same middle class, yep. right? And so our goal now is the studying of assets, not just the present one, but the future one. Future ones. If you can give a person a breakdown and say, don't you know that there's only going to be so many Bitcoin and just by only $500 that you insure yourself a certain amount of wealth for your family, then you start to understand that, wait a minute, these are industries that even if you're not going to get in on a creative side, invest into Polkadot, invest into Rio, invest into Ethereum, invest into the technology that are going to be the assets because clean air and water is, until we go to Mars. Yeah. Like anything that is going to be a value, every black family should be backed by that. Everybody in the culture should be backed by that gold. Mm -hmm. it, it, it might not perform as much as Bitcoin, but it will always be valuable. Mm -hmm. Land is a non-fungible thing. It will always mm -hmm. be valuable. Stocks, businesses, these are things that we need to make sure that everybody has a portfolio to say, well, yes, I meet the standards of wealth building. I have a 2053 plan. I have a trust. I have my digital assets. Ladies, don't talk to a man that ain't got no crypto. He can't take care of you in the future. You understand? <laughs> Fact. That man ain't secure. It's it's my grandma said take romance to, to take finance to make romance. That's Yo, true. Absolutely. You know about and stuff like that. This is how you test to see if your man can take care of you. Act, if you first got to study and know it and ask them these questions, like, where should I invest my money in crypto right now? Oh, I don't know about none of that stuff. I ain't playing that. Oh, so you just got money phones, no digital money? Because yeah, so, for real, what if I met a guy today who came and put my desk together. He said his friend is 28. He's like, yo, he just bought a Lambo. I'm like, well, what does he do? He said he works with service businesses to eliminate 80% of their employees. He has four people on the staff. He has 993 businesses signed up in three months for a service. Mm. So if he's doing that, 
Automate, automate, what do you think? Automated, man. What do you think Salesforce is doing with all Derek, that data? And what Derek, do you think Square is doing? Derek Grace told y'all. See, I, I told. I mean, we don't told y'all that. Derek Grace There's told y'all, man. The jobs from '99 hadn't recovered from the 2000 crash. We haven't recovered, mm-hmm. and the reason why all of these assets are getting popular. Here's what nobody's saying. The job market is never going to come back to what it was. Yeah, no, Let me it's not going to happen. And unfortunately, a lot, I, I, a lot I don't of these, care how many jobs reports come back. Well, a lot of these jobs, Positive. a lot of these jobs are never coming back, and that's the right. harsh reality of life. You know, Go we, compare the job it's not market even hard, from 1954 to now. Don't look at quarter by quarter because you can you can fudge those numbers. The people making two dollars an hour and they put them in the jobs report. Go look at fifty six and compare it. It's a comparison in dollar. Go look so, at. So listen. When it comes to the job market, because this is an important topic, same thing with education market. You understand me? They both go get squeezed out because the world is shifting to different institutions, mm-hmm. right? New institutional power, new governments, new systems, new everything, which also means that you need a whole new mind, right? And new skill sets that will be valuable in the future, not just in the now. Because some of the things that you're good at won't matter in the future, Right. Even engineering may not even be as important as designing because you're going to collaborate with artificial intelligence to create. So when you think about that, it's artificial intelligent skill sets that will be valuable regardless of what happens. Now, when it comes to jobs, we were born to be job creators, not job seekers. That's what Muhammad Yunus talked about. Shout out to my brother, Chris Cole, put me on that. And when I think about that, it's like we, in the future, if your child has great creativity, imagination, and he has certain skill sets or she has certain skill sets, they can create their own job. Mm-hmm. Why? We are in a different industrial revolution, right? So yes. it's not about how hard you work. That's not what's going to it be the measurement matter. of your effectiveness of value. Human capital has essentially went down, and that's represented in the bond market, right? And Lois, then it's been at, since World War II. Yeah. Yep. And, and then we say, okay, well, then when the internet came, the smartest people that learn how to use it you understand me? That dived into the study and learned the knowledge, built the businesses. They say, okay, now you got to work smarter. Don't work harder, right? Mm-hmm. And now we at this point where the smart people done created all the technology. So all we got to do is learn how to use it in the most creative ways possible. So it goes to the creative worker. That's why Kanye West supposedly be the most wealthiest black man in American history, whether you want to believe it or not. The news itself is going to help him propel to those numbers. Mm-hmm. But what is he? A creative, yeah. right? So when we look at, he went from Robert Brothers to Kanye West. Why is that? Out of all people in the history of Black America, this was a creative. So how do you not study the top and see where things are going? That kid that was a class clown in school is now a global uh, uh, celebrity. You mm-hmm. understand me? As a comedian, hiring the kids who learn just technical education to take to learn the rules. So when new things come, they always ask, how do I use it? So you have to deprogram your way of thinking, forget the institutional education mm-hmm. and relearn from the experience model of going out there and getting your degree and experience and interacting with things and say, okay, go back to the childlike curiosity. The child always asks why things have to be this way. Why yeah. can't they be like this? How can they can't be like this? Go back to that way of thinking because by the age four, 90% of children test highly creative. Mm-hmm. By the age nine, only 4% of them. Yeah. You understand most of society has no creativity whatsoever. They only know how to follow instructions. So even if you listen to this right now, you're learning this to figure out how to use it in your way. I never want to be the one that has to always lead you. I only want to teach you how to lead yourself. Yeah, and, and I want to say this in closing. 
every recession is a marker and change in society. Go look at every recession. That's why I tell you guys, go. So I always do the little breadcrumb thing. If you go study every recession, every major one, it was a cataclysmic event that changed society. And a lot of this stuff is pre-planned. Yeah, planned it. I'm not, I'm not psychic. It's just the conversations that I was having with people in Evernote in 2012. This was already talked about in 13 and 14. So when this happens and companies are planning, because for your own safety, you have to stress test. If everything, even for me, I'm like, what if Ninja Trader goes away? What if Infinity goes away? What if TDA goes away? And every contract costs $250,000 to trade. Well, what is my exit plan? You have to know when disaster hits. When every recession hit, it is a marker in time that there's going to be a changing of the guard and a new plan is being put in place. But go study and you'll see the parallels. And when you study 87, 90, 91, 94, 99, 2000, 2001, 07, 08, you'll see what the changes are. Like oil used to be the big thing. It cracked and gas prices were high in 07. That went away. Water's becoming big because of all the runoff and pollutions and pollutants into our water supply. That's going to be one of the biggest commodities. Water will end up replacing gold and it made way for tesla please go study every depression every recession it's a changing of the guard yeah can we, can we just get a few questions in before 19 you got you got a few more minutes man i got all day for y'all man uh, man yeah, we got the yeah, super episode yeah, 11 yeah. tonight no, I'll go. It's, it's so much in this space that i could yeah it's a lot to cover but i'm, I'm here for the people all right let's get a few questions from the public all right let's see what we got let's see what we got uh noah unmute yourself you've been unmuted what's going on how you doing? I'm good. How are you? How are you? All right, doing all right, man. So- I got I got index in and NFT hey, ETF in and NFT keys <laughs> in <and> NFT keys. <laughs> What's going it. on? We live. I I appreciate y'all uh, giving me y'all's time. Um, my initial question was just about my portfolio. Currently, I I feel like I'm overextended in the ETFs. I have like eight ETFs right now. Me too. That's the easy answer. Two. Two. Okay. What are the best two out of the eight that you have? Uh, probably. You gotta go research. Go 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 look at the five year period. Do the comparative analysis. Yeah, I, I which do. ones are performing? If you don't have two kids, go for the ones that are most aggressive. No, no. okay, most aggressive. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's gonna lead me into my second question. Um, I'm so I'm 24, and just what you guys have been talking about gets my mind going so fast. I want to get in everything. How can I capitalize but not overextend my means and finances in when it comes to getting into like NFTs and stocks? And I, I'm right now I'm in a position where I want to invest in everything. <laughs> you have kids? No. I uh, you got a girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'ma let Keys take I'm gonna tell you when I was 24 what I wish somebody told me. Whoever you yeah. I hope it worked. Whoever you with now, oh, we turn 34 may not be that. Put every dollar you can into the market and then the digital assets. But even if you like Bitcoin, the the thing that I hated about Bitcoin, my stuff got stolen, right? Because if I had those coins back then, man, it may not be in the market Mondays. I may be in Dubai. But take 50% of your money if you can and literally invest it until you get about 32 or 33. Life would be different. Life would be very different for you. But I'll let Keys take over the NFT part. Um, I would say when it comes to the projects, you have to research to figure out what is actually going to be valuable. 
the, the artists and the projects themselves and understand why would this have long-term value? Like, don't just go and buy everything that everybody else is buying. Because you can spread, or, I mean, you can go take a model where you take some of your capital, you just spread it across projects that are popular, right? Like, so like, if you can go afford you a CryptoPunk sort of made a match, which is like these first ones that's going to have value because they connected to the history of it, then go jump into those. Or when you can follow the market and when like celebrities such as Snoop and Weekend and you understand me, uh, uh, Paul Logan, all of these people start dropping mm -hmm. stuff, then do it in that manner. But figure out what is the reason that you're buying it. Does it have any real longevity? You understand me? Does it have real term uh, uh, value based on the actual plan of the project? Right. Mm -hmm. And look at all these things from a 10, 20 years, because the reason you're buying this is so that it stores value in the future, not just now. Like, I want to buy these digital paintings and my child owns a digital a Basquiat. Not for me. None of this stuff will be for me. You understand me? If I'm buying assets, mm -hmm. yes, I catch a flip and that go up to three million. Best believe NFT keys is selling. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but that's for sure. But like my brother just broke down, like just think about your portfolio. Go in there with a plan before you do anything. Yes. Nobody just go in there and just rush and be like, I'm buy, buy, buy because I heard about it. Excitement leads away to mind. So you first want to come with a plan and then just stick to your plan. Whatever your reasoning and your logic is, your you understand thesis, yeah. me for it, follow that logic. Unless you figure like, okay, the hypothesis is not working, figure out somebody else has a better one. I'm sure that over the years, myself, Ian, EYL, you understand me, will be teaching in this space on ways that you can get in as we continue to learn and grow. So here's your marketplace right now to learn the space, then execute. But don't go in there half cut. Or something that's something that's nostalgic too. Like that's how I look at NFT because it's still just the space is still new. Um, so we we're not really sure how the future's gonna play out, but in my brain, my educated guess is something that's nostalgic is always gonna live forever. So it's like if Michael Jackson had an NFT of his, you know what I'm saying, shoes or his you know what I'm saying? Like 25th year anniversary of Motown, that, yeah. Yeah, like I said, if if it's like if 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 Biggie Smalls had an NFT of his Kooji sweater. That's something that, that's nostalgic. Or the Beatles. Or, hey, yeah. or, or like EYL. Listen. I, walk, walk, hey, we, walk, hey, walk. Hey, I was hey, actually keys, about to keys, say, like, going there. We I got about to say, like, if, 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 if EYL had a, had a picture of the dining room table where we first started, and then yeah. you know, 20 years from now, EYL is like, you know, the biggest media company in the world. Like, that's nostalgic. Listen, you, you're talking to the, <laughs> listen, if, listen, and I'm going to just give you this. This is some more free guy. Y'all ready? Right up. Take the pens out. Relax. Take a breath in. You understand? Mm -hmm. You can make this your whole investment thesis. When NFT keys drop, you better get in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because let, let me, a billion dollars like, worth of I'm going to follow it up a real business model to make yeah. sure that you don't even, and, and this is what I do with everything, you won't even know that you bought gold. It's just that it's going to have extremely more valuable than when you bought it. Not because I'm waiting on the market, it's because I'm going to make sure it's more valuable based on the business model that I plan around. That you put behind it. Right? Yeah. So it's a different way. I'm making sure that I control the market. I'm not waiting on outside variables to make this valuable. I'll, I'll give y'all I'll wait to the end of the episode. Yeah, let me let me ask you this real quick. So when Wu Tang put out the album, sold it for a million, and Skrilly bought it. Oh man! So would you have had the physical value of the album be higher or the NFT? 
and well, I think they would have both been about the same the way the market is right now. Wu Tang was just ahead of their time. A one for one, that if if right now wow. Wu Tang said that I only have one album, Drake could put out a fifty million dollar album there. He can put out a fifty million. He can put out a verse, and nobody else here except the owner. It doesn't for unlock five million easily. Right, same thing. I talked to I talked to a lot of different people. I talked to Jim Jones about this. Talked to my bro Jay Leg about this. Like the music space, they have so much because all of those raps we didn't get to hear because they didn't make the album now has so much more value. Value, you understand yeah. me? Those those pins and pads that Lil Wayne threw away and he started freestyling. If he still had them, mm-hmm. they would be worth millions. Really? And that's why I never put my notes and out. Millions of dollars. Yep. Yeah. Like it is basically the garage sale of the world. But it's, 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 it's like it's like art too, yeah. where it's like you go home, like if you got a dope house, whatever, and it's like, yo, I'm showing off my Drake verse that nobody else in the world yeah. has. It's great. I own it. yeah. When when you said that, it made me think like if not, if he actually sold lost, his book lost, of rhymes. Lost tapes? Maybe like yeah. he had the book of rhymes series, right? So if right. Imagine what that looks like to a collector, like especially us. And, 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 and for context, for those of you who kept seeing me post all those esoteric posts, right? <laughs> Go look at all the information that Nikola Tesla went and got the comedic scrolls from and recreated the technology here. And then when he had a little bit of competition from Edison, Edison sent the people to his house to go get all the scrolls. Then they deemed Tesla's crazy. And then all the money went into GE and Con Ed. That's a fact. And Exxon. This is a dirty game. You have to go study history. So for those of you that want to be game changers, you have to remember who you're looking at. And I'm going to be real. Even in the hedge fund space, I hear Madison Musa more hedge funds than I ever do in our space. They know our science and our history way better than we do. Mm-hmm. All them Sumerian texts, huh, go ask Ackman if you ever run across them. Hi, Bill if what he knows about Sumerian science. And then if you understand the equatorial uh, circumference of the earth, how that ties into how many days the market is going to be up. And if you divide that by 30, like, do the knowledge. Drop that science then. Do the knowledge. Yeah, Yeah, do the math, man. Listen, I, I, I love if y'all want to go high level, you go high level. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what this is turning into. I was just throwing a jacket and just talk. Like, yeah. uh, man, can we get a couple more questions? Couple uh, more questions. Man, yeah. I see some beats. Uh, building. Piece of the gods. Go study <laughs> Fibonacci. Yo, next time it mentions the gods. Come on, man. Uh, Lisa, me. we Come coming on. to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted, Lisa. Oh, this is not the, this that's is not, not the time. This ain't the time. Nah, 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 Lisa. Come on, on, Nehemiah, I'm coming to you. I saw yeah. you unmuted yourself. Go ahead, Nehemiah. What's going on? Yo. What's going What's on? Up? Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Come here from Easton. I'm at gym right now, but I made two NFTs last week. I'm just trying to see how I can get them sold right now. So I know about the gas fee. Uh, it's cheaper to minimum on the weekend, so I missed that little window last uh, Sunday. But the prices be taxing on weekdays, like 180 Ethereum. I'm just trying to see what's the best way to get them listed and sold out to the public or how to get that moving. What kind of NFT did you make? What is uh, it? It was two pictures. Like I've done one of uh, this little flower I took in Barbados and another one, what's that guy named? Dan uh, Benzina, that famous poker player. He was sitting on a stack of money and uh, diamond chessboard. Yeah. It was crazy, sir. So, so I already one got was a photograph and one was art? 
uh, both photographs. I just, you know, took them, turned them to NFTs on OpenSea. So one thing that we talked about here, and I believe in, is connected into a physical item. Have you sold physical um, art before or for uh, photography? Uh, no, I haven't. So why would you think somebody go buy the digital art? Hey, I was trying to give a shot to that. Don't See, that's what I mean. I'm mad, I'm mad at you for the, for the shot, but go, but go study Sotheby's. Like yeah. for those of you who want to make anything, any yeah. art related, and go look at where the origin of the business started and how they migrated into that space. Keys, how how much of a role does social equity play in this, right? Because like you said, like Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a perfect example of somebody saying, you know what, I see everybody else is doing it, I'm gonna take my shot. But he hasn't even sold art in the real world, right? So talk about the importance of social equity in, in the space. So it's very important, especially right now while it's fresh. Those are the people who are gonna expand more because it's easier to see their value over time, number one, and they already have value. Like, let's say, <clears throat> and, and, I mean, you can pick out any celebrity from an op that you've already named. You understand me? Like, you got to have some hype around what you're pushing in the first place. People have to believe that the fear of missing out is very real. You understand me? The scarcity model really works in this space. I I, I was on there when, uh, I believe his name was Akua. Um, hopefully, I don't get the artist wrong. But uh, he was on Clubhouse. They was pushing him. He had maybe like 10 minutes or so. And he sold like almost a million dollars worth of NFTs. They came on. They spread it. I think Tyra Banks had reposted it. A bunch of different people in this small window of time saying that this baseball player got into art. He had a story that went along with it, which gave it value. He had social value. You understand me? You had all of these people that was backing it. And now people are like, yo, I don't know much about this space, but I don't want to miss out on this possible opportunity. Right. So FOMO played a lot into that. Mm -hmm. But the social value piece is like. It's a reason why when you look at who has a million followers in the world, who has half a million followers in the world, who has 100,000 followers in the world, you can see where all of the attention flows right there. Those are all of the people who have the ability to sell something right now of value because at least one percent of their audience care. You understand me? And so if you have a million followers throughout the history of time, you are in the 1%. There's never been a time where a million people knew about just one person unless they were kings. Absolutely. You understand me? And pharaohs and presidents. So you really have to understand the influence that comes along with this. Like I talked about it last time. Like, don't look at these as social media influencers. These are influential people. And influential people, like politicians, they can move the people. That's what makes them incredibly valuable, right? So when we think about that, if you have social equity right now and you have to build that up, number one, it's the model of you take the Gary Vee model. He says that I want to be a thought leader in the space, right? I'm going to find what's popping. I'm going to find what's hot and I want to attach my name to it. So I have documentation in that era. Mm -hmm. I can always go back to and say that I was a futurist that was hot on this take. Mm -hmm. There's always people before that. But if you have a higher platform then you can push it and then yep. you can be the one who attaches their name in that space. So Nehemiah, if I was you first, I would have talked about it. The people that you're trying to sell it to, that you know, the people that always buy your products first is family and friends. You understand me? And then the outside audience, but they don't even know why it's valuable. They like, why should I buy this digital picture? You have to tell me why it's important. You have to put something behind it of value. Now I might buy a Derek Grace, uh, a digital board game. I might buy a, 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 a Chris Cole stock coin that he's going to teach me with it. I might buy a BNX digital real estate money card that he's going to give me a lesson or something. I might buy a 
uh, 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 Jake Taylor Jacobs family blueprint because it's going to come with a real physical one that's attached to it. You understand me? These are people who've already helped people who believe in them. They look at them as important figures, and they, they well, if we talking esoteric, they can create what they call thought forms. They can create rituals. They can create like old town country or, or what's that thing on Netflix where the guy has the cult. Like creating cult, right? Creates the culture, right? And the things inside that court becomes valuable. You have these court-like personalities that people believe That's in. Right. Anything attached to them has the same value of that belief by extension yeah. of connection. So you first have to go on a journey of producing value, or it's not that your business is not successful. It might be your business model that's not successful. Mm -hmm. So figure out a creative way. Partnership is very important in this. You might not, the person they have the social equity might not know how to execute. You may be the artist that have the talent. Get with them. You understand me? So you like the rock and the slingshot to where now y'all can push that together because y'all came together and y'all work together. So I will look at partnerships in this space and collaborations, which is going to be huge. If you have the talent, work with somebody that has the platform. Work with, if you have the, the value, work with somebody that has the social equity so that they can actually push it out there. Like, don't just think about being a lone cowboy in the space. You understand me? I, I used to, um, back in the day, I was working with a collective called Trap Art. We would travel around the whole country and we would host artists. All, like they, I'm sure they probably have the biggest collection of underground or undersigned, underhyped artists in America right now, right? And I was thinking about this. I'm like, yo, we used to literally find artists who had never sold a piece of art, curate a space for them. People are in that environment. People that have never bought art now buying art. People that have never sold art are now selling art because they also had the opportunity to meet the people, attach a story to it, which gives it more value. All I heard was a flower. Like why? What was important about that flower? A million name in the it, world. Name it. Yep. Yeah. So sales is very important. Your branding is important. Your marketing is all important that goes into this. This is not just a market you jump in and say is valuable. Curate the value around it so people can understand how to interact with what you design. And the co-part, you can see it in the biggest brands always. So it comes from all, like I went to Catholic school, so I got the chance to study Catholicism at a high level, which all mob and drug businesses are dictated off of, right? So now Steve Jobs, Jesus, um, the Bible, iPad, iPod, right? Apple stores, church, see what Elon, Elon, Jesus, messianic figure, chariot, Tesla, infrastructure. Those are all his disciples. That's why if Elon brings in more disciples on the operational scale and tells the story better, the upside is is endless, endless. And you need all of those things to be able to build a brand and cult and also to be able to move your product and get initiatives behind them and do it while you're living because I would hate for some of you to be make these NFTs and they become more popular post-death or posthumously and then someone takes them from you the same way that most artists get their uh, creative works stolen. Like everybody yeah. loved Basquiat now, but they wasn't heralding him and he wasn't as wealthy as he should have been while he was living. That That's a fact. I mean, I've, I've traveled around the world and I've crowned people literally in, in multiple countries. I've crowned queens of countries. I've, I've traveled, crowned celebrities. And the question always come and arise, like why do people allow you to crown them? Number one, it's an experience, right? 
You watch mm-hmm. other people go through this experience. You want the experience too. When you watch sports, we have mirror neurons. We see what other people do and we imagine that. with that space, right? That's why digital items, like if you have a bike physically, like your body becomes connected to whatever you connected to. You understand me? It's like if your car crash, you felt like you felt that. Even if like it doesn't jolt you, you felt like, oh, it was pain that hit you because your body becomes extended to mm-hmm. everything you're connected to. When we talk about simulation in this digital world, there will not be a difference the same way. What's in our mind has the same neurons that light up when we think about a thought than when we experience the reality of it because it's already taking place. In this digital world, it is a real world. Do not think about these as separate, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we start to lose. We already cyber connected. Our memories are in our phones, right? Yep. We're now just taking the ability to take our memories and put them in front of us. You understand me? It's 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 amazing. And then and tie back to what Chop said about CrowdStrike with cybersecurity, cybersecurity going to be even bigger here. And wait till Harvard and Princeton start selling y'all the NFTs of y'all certificates and y'all degrees. Yeah. Go study. It's a different story. So stock club a hundred pages a day. Go study. All this stuff has been talked about in the 1960s and 70s. Yeah. Your key takeaway that I got, um, create create a cult. Turn, what is it? Cult turns into culture. Yes. Yeah, culture. Cult, that's a, that's actually extremely, that's extremely valuable. Document. That's why you guys always see me doing my little throwback. In 2001, I was like buying. There's value in that because you have proof of concept. Then you build trust. Trust leads to follow fellowship or fellowship. You guys already did that at EYL. You built the foundation. That's a partnership, collaboration. You guys have seen this. This is business school in real time. Yeah, it's a real case study. See, like when when we look at the top companies in the world, they have influencers now for their companies. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Elon Musk is a, an influencer. At yes. the same time, he's a billionaire influencer. He means the world. Now his, somebody offered to buy one of my tweets. You know, I got, I got, not to toot my own horn. Oh, no, say it, I'll do it for you. But but I have some of the greatest quotes in the world, right? So somebody has sent me 119 quotes of mine in an email. And I'm reading through them like these are magnificent, right? Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it as like being able to buy someone quote. Like I have a quote that says, What you do frequently becomes your frequency, right? I have one of my first viral videos to where I drop it on Facebook to this day, it's still it'll probably hit a million. So I thought about like, what's the value of me being able to sell my first viral video? You walk in a room and be like, oh, you bought that from Keys? Bam, I love that video. You know for a fact that 5, 10, 20, 30 million people have seen it already. They liked it. It has value already, right? So like even in that space of content creation, and I look at this all as content, so the content creators really want to bubble down on this, mm-hmm. is that all those times that my post went viral, if somebody mm-hmm. else went viral, you didn't get paid for it. It wasn't connected to you. And they've now created platforms, right, to where you can actually get paid when people watch these. Not just talking about them being monetized for Instagram, but them being connected to the blockchain, you understand me, which allows you to get paid every time somebody else reposts or likes it or watches yeah. it. Because we've created content where you may have gotten more views than SNL sometimes, and you got paid. None. 
unless you knew how to connect the product to it, but not directly from the product you already created, which was the content itself, which was a transaction for attention. So when we think about it in those layers, it also adds opportunities to where now your content becomes an opportunity for you to get paid. It becomes another asset for your legacy to go into your trust and your estate. So when you start thinking of these models, think about how all things are going to change. Mm-hmm. You understand? Then, not just one thing's changed. This is a whole universe. And, a whole and the world changes too. Like, what if for you guys, what if you partner, I mean, I'll just throw the high level idea, like partner with NYU and put all the content in the library inside of NFT, inside classrooms in NYU. Now we're talking, but and the only reason it's a competitive advantage is because most people can't create as much content as you already have. It's the same model from the record labels and storing content, but repurposing in different places. That's all. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it, it, it's so much like they got the holograms so right now, do. right? Holograms yeah. are because, and this was something people forgot about it because Tupac was the first hologram that the world yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. It came out of nowhere. These that's going to be crazy in the space. I just seen mm-hmm. Diddy hologram to his son's birthday. You understand mm-hmm. me? So if you take so imagine if I do a speech that's already pre-prepared, right? That the same way when they do those concerts and Kevin Hart is like, nobody can film in here. I do a speech, super powerful, you understand me? And I tell the world that this can only be is going to be released as an NFT hologram. So now the universities, instead of booking me, they're booking my hologram that has a 30 minute speech that the children come to an assembly and they all watch, right? So now I'm on this stage and the moment it's done, it disappears and I rent this out to somebody else because they can only be at one place at a time. So it's like even the idea of having partial ownership, renting things, you understand me? We used to do it with Blockbuster. You have to rent it and you have to bring it back. The yeah. difference is it was physical. It's the same thing, we, we rent things on our TV all the time with movies, they're not yours. You had yes. temporary. We almost own stuff. nothing right now. They're yeah. leasing digital assets that cost nothing in terms of the service space. Yes. And sell so, as convenience. Yep. Yeah. Yo, that's a that's a hell of an idea. I'm thinking like I feel like Jim Star. Yeah. Master this, this, this investor is, for this is always this has always been around us, right? Like I feel like we've seen yeah. this in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, the messages would come out the, of R2 and it would disappear and be gone forever. And I'm like, I'm picturing Keys doing that. Once, once again, man. Right. Go, go look at, like, even if you look at Enemy of the State and look how far Big Brother's come, like, we, we hold in Big Brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For go sure. look at any movie oh, 10 minutes sure. prior. They'll tell you what's coming. The creative, go look in the credits. The creative consultants are the people that's already put the infrastructure in. Go look at all the uh, NBC, CBS, and Fox shows when Bones was popular and all, and how much infrastructure Apple paid for. People thought that was product placement. That was not it. That was, that was not it. It wasn't product placement. That's a fact. They were telling you what was coming. Go look at Limitless, the movie, and go look at everything. That Limitless pill shouldn't exist. And that's then my, also, that's, I, that's, I, that's one of my yeah, favorite movies. Yeah, that's yeah. classic. Bradley, um, Bradley, yeah. They was telling you how Bradley to Cooper. invest in, in his clues and in that movie of the foreshadowing of what was going to come even in the market. Go replay the movie. That's yeah, amazing, I mean, man. Matrix, hitting the Matrix right. is probably Matrix, the greatest yep. example. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the world we live yep. in, and just, it's not supposed to, don't be scared. Don't think about Black Mirror all day and how spooky it is. <laughs> think about, and I always filter things from this sense, how we're going to use it for our power, 
right? Yep. The reason that I'm spreading the information is not just because I just want to be in the space. I want us to understand it because we're always reacting to everyone else's success, yes. right? Then we get in it once it becomes a standard. It's always the four stages. The revolutionaries, as soon as they hear about it, those are the early adopters. They jump in, they do their research, they buy it. They don't even need to hear much. I heard enough. I think it's a great idea. You understand me? The second people, they need word of mouth. Tell me what's going on. Tell me, what was that, was that good? What was that you was doing? Right? Once they hear it, they're convinced. People don't like to be the first. People don't like to be the last. Right? Then the third one. Once it's enough of the people that got it word of mouth, it starts to spread and become standard. You understand mm -hmm. me? The same with iPhones. Once everybody had them, everybody needed them. You understand me? And then it's the last group. These are the people that have a poverty-based mindset. Because these are people that, regardless of what's going on, they're never going to interact with it. Right. So you have to ask yourself, what group of people are you in? How do you normally react to investments and opportunities? Mm -hmm. Because Bitcoin machines have been in the hood for the last five, six years. But we went to go buy our cigarellos, our blunts, our liquor and everything else and never asked, what the hell was this machine? You could have put money in, bought some crypto and became a millionaire. So if you present on what's around you, then you can be in synchronicity, which is finding the meaning and otherwise meaningless. Yeah. The words mean nothing if you don't know the language. But the moment you learn the language, it increases your ability for opportunities that are around you when you can understand the language being used. So learn the language. And the last thing I want to say. Can we, just, can we just bring somebody on real quick? Yeah. Yeah, this last is a high-level high conversation, man. Produced uh, by Alicia. Let me bring hello? What's, what's, what's up, up man? What's up, champ? What's up? What's up, man? What's going on? Doing? I heard you was listening. Tell the people, um, first of all, who are you? I'm Nasir. I'm the EYL kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's up, champ? How you doing, Orlando? I heard you was hooping. What, what, what's, yeah. what, stock, what stocks are you invested in? Um, I'm invested in Tesla. I'm yep. invested in Amazon. Um, Hero. Hero. And more. That's a fact. That's, that's my... Great. That's my son, man. He was tuned in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my son. He's tuned in, and uh, he wanted. Congrats to jump on your in. win this weekend, too. Yeah. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to you, Nasir, man. Blessings to you, and your pops, and your family, bro. Appreciate you tapping in. Yeah, man. I, yeah, congrats on your win. I, I saw you eating, eating, eating real well, man. Lobster <laughs> biscuit, and all. I'm like, boy, you fancy. You, you, your diet yeah. has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's yeah. all them investments. You know <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but he's um, you know, he's proud of his investments. He wants to talk about his investment account all the time. That's the way it should so, be. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm do it's, it's dope that you know he's able to have that conversation with him. So I wanted to kind of just bring him on, just to let him talk about that a little bit because you know we talk about investing for our kids a lot. But he's ten years old, and he just told you Hero is actually a ETF, uh, a gaming ETF. Um, the reason why I got Hero is because he loves video games so much. So I just thought that it would be a cool thing for him to actually be invested in some video game companies. So, um, you know, he talks about it with his cousins and his friends and things of that nature. So, you know, um, I'm glad that he's, he has an appreciation of what he has. And, uh, yeah, all right, now go to bed, man. Wait, hold on, man. Hey, <laughs> hey Nas. You see, yeah. that was going to let you get out. Tell me your YouTube channel, man. Don't let him get oh, out yeah, of here yeah, without yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell him. Tell him. Everybody subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Nas the Goat. I'm going to type it in the comments. Nah, yeah, like, comment, Guys, subscribe. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Guys, let me, let me go to it right now. <laughs> Guys, Come on. Yo, you, you see, you got... in the comments. 
You see how your dad was gonna do you, man? I got you, man. Guys, <laughs> that's my username. What, what, it's, it's Everybody like, go subscribe. Right? Stop typing in the chat so you guys can read it. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got Call you. I got action. you. Yep. Text it to me. I put it in the chat. Call to action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, kids these days. All right. Oh, now, now you gotta go back to school. Yeah, you gotta go to bed. You got school in the morning, man. Um, We're gonna put it in the chat for you. Entrepreneurs, please uh make the adjustment to being investors as well. Just like the job market has been under attack over the next 15 years, you'll see the entrepreneur class go under attack. I know a lot of you like I'm i I'm telling you, we are gonna go to a frictionless kind of ecosystem where there's gonna be less communication and it's just gonna be more transaction on the investment side. So that's why you see go look at how Amazon runs their practice, like the, even the first hour, like Bezos is in there not talking, literally like going through the memos, a lot more corporations because of now they're going to save on commercial costs because Facebook is the only company that's still investing heavily. Commercial real estate in New York, they're going to have an excuse. And for those of you that are working, begin to invest more because they're going to have metrics be so high that they're going to try and push you out because they're trying to literally go to like a classless society where it's like you either are incredibly wealthy or incredibly poor and this the that's way that's what we middle of it's, we call it the wealth transfer but it's the rich yeah. and richer poor and poor yeah we just dress it up and make it sound sexy yeah. but the reality of it is yes right the the conversation we having right now is the most important because we're trying to prepare you right and your family for wealth right we can disrupt it but we have to be intentional with our disruption you mm -hmm. understand me education which is one thing that we've never valued enough in our communities is the reason that we don't have the same standards of wealth that everybody else has, right? You, you don't have to take these conversations to an Asian community, right? They are already going to be up on it. You don't have to be like, hey, focus on this industry because it's about the boom. They already in it. You don't have to say, hey, invest in gold because it's a place to store value. They're going to be on it already because they, they value education. EYL being the number one financial education podcast in the world. You understand me? It's very important that we're able to have this particular conversation with the culture and our people because when education and economics become a part of the culture, mm -hmm. wealth is sure to follow. We didn't know the science of economics. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said the science of economics, the science of warfare, and the science of mating. You understand me? Without that science of mating, all of those build to family wealth. So, they, we, we, we've been robbed of our opportunities to learn in the correct way, but mm -hmm. here we are today. This is the new school. You understand me? This is up. the new university. This is, these are the new institutions. Do not look at it as a podcast. Even calling it a podcast is, is small what the yeah. reality of it is because mm -hmm. this, is, this is not exchangeable with somebody else's podcast. This is non-fungible. Like, yeah. yeah. And I've said it. Look at how many in other cultures they didn't Began to share all their secrets, like Ackman, Bill Simmons at Renaissance. They've still been quiet. So if we are 122 years behind on technological and information infrastructure, what do you think they're working on now that they see that we've been talking all our business in public? That's why I push it. Like we we got to catch up fast because this gap is gonna get real wide. And yeah, that's what I mean, the job market not gonna recover to, to 2026 for sure. I, and then I don't I don't want people to think about a job like that. Listen, one of the things we're doing right now, and, and I I know I'd be I'd be heavy on it, and people be like be nice about it, right? 
Um, and, and, and no, I don't want to be. You understand me? Because <laughs> I need people to be shocked by it. I need people to really go home and think about it. You understand me? I, I want you to be hurt by the fact that he told me, like, forget that degree and that job. And he you be your own boss. Like, we literally have dozens of people firing their jobs, sending us. They've met. My, my younger brother just sent me a message and said, yo, I fired my boss. I'm in a BWO. You know how yeah. good that makes me feel? Yeah. That Shout out to the dream team. Yep. That can decrease the recidivism rate because we can either teach you how to create your own business. We can employ people or we can give you skill sets to where you can pay yourself. 90% of crimes is because of money. So if we can solve the money problem in our communities, we are the revolutionary activists. You understand me? And people just haven't changed the thinking of it in the right manner. We're just directly attacking the problem. You understand me? Everybody else brings awareness to the problem. We're creating the actual solutions. The EYLs and the BWOs of the world are the solutions that our ancestors hope this generation will produce. We just happen to be the zero point the 0.0001%, so it hasn't become standard. But the word of mouth is you all job to go tell everybody else, say, hey, this is what we should pay attention to. And but, ignore, but, get get them mad until they tired of hearing you talk about it. You understand me? Just because they don't want to- Make sure we're executing more than talking because I don't want this to turn to church. So I no, want you like, guys you to, gotta, yeah, to, to like execute and put in the work because that, that's how value is exchanged. And that's why I tell, every time I interact with these brothers, like, it's genuine. And that's why you guys are like, oh, man, you ask great questions. But I'm interested in learning. Yes. I'm humbly always coming by, hey, brother, what you working on? When you did it? Then you, then I sharpen my tools and I come back with some other information and then I'll go dig deep. That's why I say you, if you only are looking at eight companies that can change the world, it's impossible to read everything about every article that's been written on that company. If you're looking at 25 companies, you have to master something like read every app, every article on microsoft since 1996 Gen Everyone. gentlemen gentlemen it helps. gentlemen i know rashad you gotta go <laughs> come on man let us come on if we was at hot nine and fuck dropping bottles you would not be like yo let's rap breaking news alert come on not in breaking news alert this is the longest this, this, uh market mondays we've had that's nah, a fact and nah. it's, it's valuable conversation nah, man. It's, it, i appreciate you brother. in the 19 i gotta have you come on a stock club too i'm, I'm sitting here writing notes myself that's how yeah. crazy this 19, one's been 19 keys man a legend a true legend a genius um eyl we only give you the finest level of production at the highest quality possible um and uh this was you know brilliant 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 conversation, man. Don't let that go over your high head. level, not eye level. High level, not high eye level. level. High level. It's, it's gonna be hard to get this level of information anywhere else on the internet. Uh, 19 keys for the people that I don't know how they don't know who you are, but tell them who you are, tell them what you got going on, tell them how to follow you, tell them, you know, give them the whole rundown. Um, I go by 19 keys. That number 19 represents all you understand me, all numbers of the one through nine. I always say that you know, um, uh, we can all be the ones. You understand me? It ain't just about one person being in that space. We work horizontal, we're all the ones. You understand me? And one through nine encompasses all mathematical language. So the keys is the knowledge to unlock the mind. So when you hear 19 keys, you're talking about universal knowledge, universal truth to be able to unlock and enlighten the person. I got that from Masterful Art of Muhammad. Now, me, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on YouTube, you can find me wherever. We have BWO, which is an acronym either for Black World Order or Bridging Wealth Opportunities. 
You understand me? Because we focus on giving people the skill sets to be able to fire their boss and get rid of the institutions that never served our best interest. And we make sure that our culture has a checklist on all the things that they need. And once they go through this, they are the person that knows how to do the things in their family. Their family is no longer ignorant. They know how to set up their blueprint. They know how to do all of the things necessary. So it was important for me to be a part of that because I grew up in organizations that I seen fail when I was a child because of mm -hmm. ego, lack of communication, power struggle, and a multitude of different things. So I've spent my adult career putting together organizations and structures of black men and women to finally have that thing that we call unity because we've never seen it work. And the one thing that's always been missing is this, wealth education. We hear that wealth is the right thing to do, but how do you do it? You understand me? So last year we created the wealth standard. We had an initiative to give a million dollars worth of Bitcoin away. Our people didn't understand Bitcoin enough. We couldn't even give it all away. You understand me? We did the same thing with silver and we seen silver skyrocket. We, we, we made sure that we come together as black men and say, how can we create a conglomerate? How can we monopolize on industries? Why? And this is super important because everybody else is doing it. These companies are becoming governments. They have the same power. They just don't have a physical Way more power. Yep. You understand me? And so once you understand that, you say, where the hell will we be if they're constantly taking over a new landscape? Well, I'm definitely not going to be one of the ones that's at the bottom looking at everybody at the top continue to complain about oppression. You understand me? I'm going to teach people how to become their own savior through education and they can execute and get the skill sets. And I'll leave on this thing. This is how it works in our culture. And we talked about this last time. It started off with motivation. We just needed somebody to motivate us a little bit. You understand me? To yell at us, like, go get it. And that got us going. Then we said, no, nah, we need show me how to do it. You understand me? We seen the people that was, we became inspired by people move. So we went from motivation to inspiration. Then that wasn't enough because you have to continue expand and grow to nudge the people and excite them. Then it goes to education. Now you're teaching the people what you did. And now you found out that the education system messed people up so much. It ain't enough to just tell them what to go do or even give them the education. Now you got to literally break it down and give them instructions and hold their hand. Right. And even that doesn't become enough eventually for people. Mm -hmm. Then it just becomes automation. Well, we're going to do it for you. And that's why the companies that invest into artificial intelligence, they have organization and they have systems will win in the world. Systemize your brilliance and you always have a future. I'm 19 Keys, man. I appreciate y'all having me on EYL. Make sure y'all tap into the BWO. You understand me? Fire your job and become a boss. I appreciate you, brother. Shout out to Keys. Hey, Keys, I told you my wife fired her job, right? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you. Shout out to my brother, 19 Keys. Man, always a pleasure. Every time we get to link up, man, nothing but legendary content. Uh, no, oh, two great you know, presenters I, I back to back weeks too. Ian, one thing I, I want to learn from you, uh, and I want to know how you go about, is your content creation. You have an interesting way that you curate your aesthetics. You understand mm -hmm. me? And I know all of it is intentional. Y'all may all of it. just look at Ian sometime for stock information. Look at his curation and his design and brand abilities. Whoever is behind what you do and the thought process that you put that's it me. in. That's the I was in advertising before this. See? You know what I'm talking about? I, I, before, I and before that, I want to be a doctor, help. so I put it all together. So that's what a testing in the bio, the 
E Y L. Yeah. And I'm grouping y'all together, E Y L. But y'all, y'all, y'all have created a brand that is magnificent. But more than that, the values that's within the brand is what the culture loved the most. The inclusion, the solidarity that y'all practice, however y'all grew up, it was the right ways because y'all added that into y'all business model, which is why y'all have the success, which is why I'm 100% behind y'all anywhere, everywhere, all of the time because I've waited to see black men build a campaign like this, build an institution like For this. Years, so I want right? the world to yeah. respect it. I want them to understand what it is. The three, four black men that you see up here and everybody that's in the audience, I want you to applaud yourself for even being here because you can be somewhere learning nothing, but you ain't here to grow and get value. So earn your leisure, all the flowers in the world. You gonna always be the greatest podcast in the world. But I'm waiting on that day where y'all literally are the biggest media company in the world. Oh, soon come. Soon reach. Soon, soon come. Reach. Yeah. Soon come. And yeah, shout out to everybody that tuned in, man. Have 7,000 people tonight of a national championship game is not um, easy to do. And uh -huh. um, that just goes to show you that you chose education over entertainment. And um, kudos to you guys for, for you know, for bearing with us, bear with, bearing with us for um, over two hours. That's something that, that was, uh... you know, was an extremely impressive feat. And um, yeah, man, love is love, man. It's, it's, it's dope for me. I got a bunch of different ideas that I'm gonna implement. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see tomorrow too. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. and in and in EYL fashion, if if the students want a discount, then they can always go to Keys um, to get a discount on everything we got going at the BWO uh, today for being a part of this broadcast. There you have it, solid, solid too. But yeah, I'll definitely hit you tomorrow so we can talk about the curation and all that too. But I appreciate you like, and but also too like two great presenters back to back. But look at how masterful he is at knowing his information and also be culturally aware of everything that's going on. It's not easy what he's doing to be able to talk off the cuff. So, like, I always said, a trap, in my opinion, had the best interview, especially when it comes to the investing thing, right? And then what you always tell you, like, the brilliance and to make it flow, like, to me, you like Jay Like, like mm. the groove. Shout like, out to Jay Leck. For those of you that are business people, go back and study how he presented his information versus how Tiffany does it, merge them. It's very intentional. And even like when I come in with my little Baptist, that's intentional. <laughs> I grew up in AME to emphasize. Even when I talk fast, it's to get you to go replay because there's something, a line before that's really important. Go yeah, study yeah, all yeah. of it. Nah, make, make sure y'all go listen back to this on replay. Obviously, it's going to be on yeah. audio platforms. Um, yep. Shout out to Market Mondays, the podcast itself. Um, yeah, I'll be up at, at midnight tonight, which is yeah. which is shout a short out time my man. Away. We kept you up so late. Shout out yeah. to my shout out to my niece, blessing. She asks why well, I didn't give her a shout out. So yeah, shout yeah. Out oh, to my niece, well, speaking shout of out to my mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and my mom birthday, April Y'all see the love again. Year, hey, it's my niece's birthday as well, man. Shout shout to my my niece. Oh, you gonna do your DMX story? Oh, hold on. We're gonna do that. Just let me get her, her, her birthday. Today's her sixth birthday. Uh, so happy birthday, Ariel. Uncle Troy loves you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ariel. DMX, uh, yeah. We got the DMX album too, by the way. Shout out to Dark Man and the Unknown Man. Quickly, quickly, because we definitely on overtime time right now. But, you know, X, <laughs> X is somebody that, you know, it's not, X is, you know, he's a man of the people, like I said. So a couple of years ago, um, I was in my neighborhood and there was like a, it's like this this thing. It's called the city center, but it's like a movie theater, grocery store, restaurants, a whole bunch of different stuff, all in like one complex. So I was going there for a party, and it was like eleven thirty at night. 
So I see somebody like wandering like in in the distance because I'm like driving into the parking lot. They're like 200 feet away, but they were trying to open the door. The door was closed. So they came back to me. And as they as they was walking back to me, I realized it was DMX. So like I said, it's not uncommon to see DMX. So especially like he's from our neighborhood. So I was like, yo, X, but I never knew. I didn't know DMX. I never spoke to him. I never met him ever in my life. So it was just me. It was like I said, it was like 1130 at night. And I'm like, yo, X, what up? He's like, yo, what's good, dog? Can I get a ride? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, oh. I never met, I never met X. I never spoke to him. I don't know him from nowhere. He like, yo, how you get a ride? I'm like, yeah, hop in. <laughs> that's <laughs> wild. So, so he tells me that he just um he, he just left the movie theater. Um and he he got locked out. He's trying to get the valet parking, but where he parked his car, he couldn't get in. So I'm like, yo, how was the movie? He's like, it was all right. Da, da, da. He's like, no, I was with my um, he's like, I was with my um uh, my wife and my um he's like, I was with my, my girlfriend and my ex-wife. I'm like, how? he's like, no, no, it's not like, it's not like that. It's not like what you think. I'm like, all right, <laughs> whatever. So, so we drive it. So we drive it like five minutes. Cause I had to, which would have really took me like one minute. I had to go around the whole block. So we got like a five minute conversation. He's like, yo, where you from? Like, hey, he's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Back in the day, we used to go there, the bridge, da, 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 da. Yeah. So we just talking randomly hitchhike. Uh-huh. He just, I just hitchhiked a, a ride. DMX hitchhiked a ride with me randomly at 1130 at night. And um, that was just a dope moment, man. We spoke. You didn't let him drive, did you? No, no, no. He's going to be driving until I heard what asked. No, no, no. So at the end of it, so I'm like, yo, um, I'm like, yo, we got a podcast. This is when Ernie Leisure first started. I'm like, yo, we got a podcast. Like, you know, if you're into, he's like, he's like, I'll do it. He's like, what's it about? I'm like, it's a business show. He's like, business? Like, I'm probably not the person. I'm like, nah, but you know, we talk about a bunch of other stuff. He's like, I'm actually starting a podcast myself. So maybe we can, um. you know, so he, so then this is another, like, X is crazy. X sold, like, 20 million records. So the fact that he gets in a car with a stranger is crazy within itself. Yeah. So then he's like, most people will be like, I, right, I, right, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's your number? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he gives me his phone and was like, yo, put your number in. So I put my number in. And then he's like, yo, call it. So I, so you can have my number. <laughs> so, so I called it. I kept, I had his number, probably still have it. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, like, I'm just like, who does that? Like what, yeah, what he's a different superstar? It's just, that never yeah. happens. He's like, very, you know very given person. The perception of him is way different than what he actually is. That's why it was so heartbreaking to hear that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but that's a crazy story, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X, that yeah. was that was I, the highlight on my year. That- I, I met him in a barber shop. It was, it was like a crazy story. He uh, comes in and he's like, yo, dog. <laughs> he's like, can I go in front of you? I'm like, I I guess. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm getting a body. I'm like, so am I. <laughs> and um, and that was it. That was just the one moment I met him. But then after that, he kept coming to the barbershop. He ended up playing in the pool hall right next door to it. So yeah, X is a legend and, and prayers up for him. We got the, the album up today and uh, I got a few more on the way. It, it kind of got lost in transit, but yeah, prayers up to the dog, man, and his family. Definitely. Uh, I know the first two albums, man. Yeah, he has a number of kids, so we praying for for them as well, man. So shout out to everybody in nine one four. Shout out to everybody that pulled up today for the prayer memorial. Yeah, and uh, we got to we got to keep them in prayer, man. Um, like like shout out to everybody that's going through some mental health for yeah yeah addiction yeah. right now. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just struggling with it. Like it's very gotcha. real. We had something that happened in our family recently that really just brought it close to home, and you realize how the the lack of resources, you understand me, that revolved that to where you don't have too many options. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And that's probably one of the biggest issues that we still don't deal with is that we call people that have mental issues and diseases criminals and crazy instead of them actually getting the help that they need. Society doesn't know how to look at black men and mm-hmm. see black men who have issues and who have uh, mental health issues. You just lock them all in and say he's crazy. He's a criminal. You understand yeah. me? We call him a crazy uncle instead of actually diagnosing it and allow them to get assistance. Right. So. You know, shout out to everybody that's going through that. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to seek help and seek counsel before it gets worse and worse and worse. Addiction is something that everybody deals with. You understand me? So shout out to anybody that's going through that now. It may go through it in the future. You understand me? You're definitely not alone and there are resources, but you just got to make sure that you express yourself so it doesn't become a place of depression and it yeah. it, it gets to that worst place. Yo, Keys, you 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 just took my 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 role at the end of the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> All said, now we we say that at the end of, of every show. So um, yeah, man, we encourage everybody, like we like we say every week, reach out, call somebody, text somebody. One conversation, one piece of dialogue could change the trajectory of somebody's life, and you never know who that person is, and it could be you. Um, so yeah, we we encourage you to do that. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey. All right. And man, let's keep Rashad on to 11 keys. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hey, you, you see that shoe up there? You see that uh, shoe up there? Let's keep him on to 11. You see that shoe oh, right yeah. there? What, what shoe you got up there? Phone? phone? Top five. The phone pauses. I put those up yeah. there in, in honor of the national championship. The first time I seen that shoe, Mike Bibby was wearing it in 1997. First person in our neighborhood that had it was James. What was it? Uh, nah, Steve James? Steve James. Him and Mont and Boots had yeah, it too. Yeah, that, 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 that phone posit meant a lot when it came out. I, that was the first sneaker that cost $180. Two. They were 200 199 I couldn't understand how sneakers can cost that much. That just yeah. never, yeah. I just couldn't understand it. Hey, 97, man. Arizona, Mike Bibby wore those before Penny did. So yeah, shout out to Mike Bibby, man, a legend. Shout out to Penny Hardaway, man. Shout out to Penny, a, a real legend. legend. A real God, legend. that's a fact. That's a My fact. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we love y'all. Again, if y'all want to hear it back, uh, replay it back four times. It'll, yeah. it'll be out at midnight to 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 rewind, well, you, replay. You, YouTube and is gonna be out right now. That's a fact. Mike, you got a whole bunch of clips yeah. to clip up, boy. So <laughs> <laughs> love y'all. Hey, Keys, love is love, bro. Love is love, man. I appreciate y'all. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.